Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spiro Avenue Show. You could follow us on social media at Spiro Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also watch our full episodes and clips and highlights on YouTube. And we would appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button for us. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. I don't know whether to call these days melancholy or bizarre or odd. You know, one of my heroes growing up in the broadcasting realm was the great Larry King, uh, originally Larry Zeiger, who made his broadcasting debut in 1953. And his first time on the mic, he froze. He didn't say anything for nearly a full minute, which is like half an hour in the broadcasting world. And his boss came in and yelled at little 22-year-old Larry King and said, this is a communication business. Communicate. And then stormed out of the room. And Larry King rolled with it. And what he said that he learned that day was the secret to broadcasting is to just be honest and be direct. And I'm going to be honest with the audience tonight. This is a show whose main topic, whose opening topic anyway, is not one that is fun for me to discuss. It is one that I am eagerly sprinting away from because it's just unpleasant. And I want to get that out of the way. But I will say the two guests that we have to discuss it have made me enthusiastic to tackle this Michigan State Tunnelgate thing. I am planning, barring for some major change in the story, some revelation that we don't see coming, I am planning to leave this behind tonight. But I think I have two really wise men to help me close my book on this, barring Mel Tucker being caught on tape punching somebody and nobody saw that coming. So I'm looking forward. That would be Juwan Howard. Oh, well, you started in already. So, (laughs) so this is kind of a a return for one and a debut for the other. Scott Bernstein, best-selling author. You are one of the most respected guys in town. Everybody knows who you are. I don't know what's going on with the Alabama hoodie, but that's, (laughs) we'll get that story later. And a debut we've met before, but at a basketball game, probably don't even remember it. Sat with you in 2017, seeing Oakland, play Michigan State at LCA. Jeff uh, Sakwa. I, I was saying Sakwa for 10 years. You but can say whatever you want. So you are a Michigan State power broker. You have so many titles for chair of the GOP, Michigan GOP. Co-chair, not chair. That's like Go that's co-chair. Like v, that's like VP, no power. Well, that's not <laughs> what I that's not what I hear. Maybe that may be what it says on your business card, yeah. but I hear you're as powerful as anyone in terms of the power brokers. No. So I, I welcome you you both, and this is hopefully you guys can help me sort through this stuff. We talked a little bit before the show. We have a mutual friend. Brian Asalem, former Michigan State trustee, he's been on the show a couple of times, has his own show in Birmingham at the fledgling Woodward Sports Network. And Brian had a rather long, I think it was like an 11 or 12 minute soliloquy where he just went off solo covering Michigan State and the fallout with Tunnelgate. We cut up just a piece of that and I want to start there and kind of work off that. So let's run Brian's tape from last night on the Spartan Dog for Life show. Are U of M and Harbaugh done suspending our players? That's what I want to know. Are we done with that? Michigan State has taken the appropriate appropriate steps. Agree or not, bending the knee, bowing or not, to their administration, to their narrative, to all the media. One of our young men swung a helmet. Others were involved in altercations. We have dealt with them swiftly. Mel Tucker has responded admirably and done what he's supposed to do. Coach, were you out there asking for Jawan to get charged with assault when he slapped the coach? I mean, the hypocrisy coming out of Ann Arbor is something else. Absolutely. 
And I know this is not a popular take. I totally get it. Totally get it. MSU has stepped up. We've stepped up. And, and some will argue we've, we've bowed and we've bent the knee to them over there and, and kind of overreacted. Okay, former MSU trustee Brian Masalem. Now, he said there, I know this isn't a popular take. I will say he's right about the Michigan side. That's not a popular take. The Michigan State perspective seems to be somewhat reflective of that, where everybody acknowledges it was bad, can happen, punishments are warranted, punishments were meted out. There seems to be a little bit of reveling in this stuff on the Michigan side, a little bit running uh, with this, maybe more to an extreme than I think is necessary. That seems to be the consensus Michigan State take. Not that Brian speaks for everybody, but anecdotally in my experience, that's about 88 to 90 percent a representative example of what Michigan State people feel. It was bad, punishment warranted, a little bit overkill. I'm not saying saying he's wrong, but is it something that is unexpected? I mean, is this behavior that the University of Michigan and their fans and their athletic department and the powers that be there, that, you know, kind of the typical, dare I say, arrogance and uh, self-righteousness? Uh, and this is coming from someone who I, I went to Indiana. I, I grew up in the state. I I, I couldn't honestly, get into Michigan or Michigan. State. I honestly <laughs> root for both programs. I want to see both programs. Yeah, your rivalry well. neutral. I, I wouldn't even know your yeah. leanings either way. So I just and I just uh, I. So in one sense, he's right. But what's the newsflash? That's my. So <laughs> you're talking to a guy here who does not hate Michigan in any way, shape, or form. I grew up on Michigan. My very first sports memories, 1969, 24 to 12. My oldest brother's nine years older than me. I just was a holiday every year, Michigan, Ohio State. So I'm in the middle of a, I have a friendship with a guy named John Wangler. I think you know who he is. And one guy I always wanted to meet, I never got to meet, met a lot of people. I never got to meet Bo Schembechler. And Bo Schembechler taught these guys, the guys in the other team are not your enemy, they're your opponent. There's a big difference between enemy and opponent. But having said that, today, if Bo were coaching, you wouldn't see every single play a guy celebrate. If the defense makes a great play, they celebrate. If the offense makes a great play, they celebrate. The entire freaking game is first down. I tackled you. I got a sack. And that creates the animosity going on. And as a guy who's now 62 years old, I find it sort of boring in a way because it's just like, who can, it's like, it's a taunting game, the entire game. So I don't know what happened in that tunnel. Taunting does not excuse bad behavior, but I agree with Brian and my friends that went to Michigan. Again, I don't hate Michigan and my Spartan friends hate me for not hating Michigan. Okay. But at the end of the day, Mel Cucker's got a job to do. Harbaugh's got a job to the authority, the authority. I think if I'm Mel Tucker, they lose every game. He's got a great excuse built in. Uh, what I'm worried about as a Spartan fan, how is it going to affect recruiting? Obviously, what somebody does does not reflect on Mel Tucker. Please. It's ridiculous. Just like there's good people who go to court every day, their kids mess up. That doesn't mean the parents are bad. I got I got friends who are horrible parents. Their kids are great. I got friends their parents are, you know, every which way. It was an isolated moment in time that was wrong. The punishment, at the same time, you don't ruin a kid's life for it. They got a whole life to live. It's not the end of the world. I mean, if a guy got hurt, it's awful. 
but we learn from our mistakes, and God knows we're all imperfect, with the exception of Scott. <laughs> well, everyone knows that. So, I mean, if you are... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So, there's a lot of conversation about, uh, you know, going beyond suspensions and whether or not players are being kicked off the team, starting to talk about, or not starting, but immediately they started to talk about whether or not the, the law should get involved, whether there should be uh, criminal charges pressed. Um, I think the one thing that gets lost, and, and there's a lot of fallacies that that surround this conversation, and I've heard a lot of it from the, the sports media around here. There's a lot of social, social media um, static, if you will. And I think we shouldn't lose sight of the fact whether or not Jim Harbaugh gets up at a press conference and says he wants charges pressed, whether or not uh, Mr. Green's family come out and say we want, whether or not Brian Masalem says that, and Jeff Sakwa say, we think that's ridiculous. It's none of their choices. Correct. The choice comes down to the Washtenaw County prosecutor and the Ann Arbor the, the law enforcement. So yeah. it's, it, whether or not they want it, that, who cares if they want it? Well, the decision will be made by the authorities, and and that's where we'll be at. It's an. I mean, it is an incredible misconception that you see, and it's one thing for a layman, but like actual blue check mark reporters yeah. will come out, and this is all over. Jim and Green's family plans to press charges like that. That, that there's no such thing. Like that's the prosecutor. You can encourage. You can encourage the prosecutor. You can Absolutely. say we want you to do this. You can increase the likelihood because yeah. you're a cooperating witness. Right. And there's, I'm not saying there's no correlation. Obviously, an enthusiastic witness that is saying, "Yeah, I want to press charges," that may up the the chances. But Jim for Harbaugh sure. saying, "I want but. charges pressed," I'd like, I, <laughs> I'd like to think that that doesn't hold any weight. With the authorities in Ann Arbor, and who who decides whether or not things should actually he hasn't he hasn't won a championship. He doesn't in, have that kind of authority. Put into uh, the legal system. Here. Now, I mean, none of us are sitting here practicing attorneys today, but I mean, for for the helmet swinging incident in particular, it's on tape. I mean, I'm taking Michigan at their words that there were you know broken nose, facial lacerations. There were some significant injuries, more than just a, a, a scrape. I I'm okay with. The prosecutor bringing charges 100%. there. You you don't you don't like that idea. No, I do. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, that's that's he hurt somebody. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, like that, I deal. think that kid can't go around hurting individuals. Right. Any, yeah, and that's why I think I haven't heard anybody. I'm sure there's somebody out there, but I haven't heard a single Michigan State person fight against that. What I am curious about is, and I don't know, Jeff, if you're as involved as you know Scott and I with you know Twitter and that, but no. there is a reveling. In this, where they're like enjoying it, is my perception, and that seems to be a common You're perception. The, the, the Michigan side of it, they are enjoying it. This is like a they are bloodthirsty for. I mean, you know, Mel, they want Mel Tucker suspended. Ridiculous. I, it, it's just it, I, to me, it's it's been taken as it's a terrible thing that they're trying to make rivalry fodder. They're trying to expand it and make it an even bigger issue. Is that? Unreasonable that, that, position. That's the society we live in today, and everything. Every yeah. every day we pick up the newspaper, it's us against them, them against whatever. That's the world we live in today. But backing up a second, you have what at the end of the day, like you said, it's going to be the authorities that make the decision. But if you were an opponent, you were playing last year, you were playing Michigan State, and Kenneth Walker didn't play, and you won the game, it would never feel the same. 
So you want to you want to beat and talk to any athlete. You're friends with athletes. I'm friends with athletes. You want to beat everybody full strength. We'll talk about the the back to back Pistons later. So I'm told. I mean, we were without guys in '88. We we beat in '89. We beat we beat the Lakers without their starting backcourt. We won, but that's part of the game. But I would like to beat them with Magic Johnson and Byron Scott. So we didn't. So they didn't play. David Rivers. David Rivers. Yeah, he <laughs> so you, yeah. you guys are geeking out on the 80s yeah. basketball, right? Yeah, yeah. So just let, moving on from this specific component, yeah. I think it seems that we agree, but correct me if I'm wrong, we all seem comfortable with the idea of helmet swinging guy gets charges pressed against him. Oh, yeah. And beyond that, the suspension should be sufficient, right? I mean, they're they're asking for Michigan people are asking for these guys to be electric chair. Press, well, that's right. okay. char, have charges pressed against them, be kicked out of the program. Some of these guys listed. I'm not going to get into whether it's two or four. There's some discrepancy there, but there's at least there's more than one. I know for a fact from talking to people up there that have seen everything that there is to see. There's a couple guys in this that it was pushing, like just and for four seconds. And you're in a skirmish, you're emotional. I'm not saying don't suspend them. They were suspended. I'm fine with that. We're going to kick the kid out of school for a, a skirmish and he's pushing a guy. You know, guys are bumping around. To me, that's insane, right? You think that's fair? No, I don't. But at the same time, I'm not making the decision. I haven't seen all the tapes. Well, we know, but I don't have Jim Harbaugh here and the right. Washington County prosecutor. I'm asking you your opinion. I mean, don't you I don't, think I don't think. Excessive? I don't think for for pushing and shoving in a tunnel uh that that's enough to warrant uh criminal charges yes thank you if there are if there's things that i haven't seen again if, well if, that's a if, given if pushing right, yeah. and shoving equals charges yeah the, I, the jails will be filled with too many people i didn't <laughs> i didn't love the optics another buzzword for our time um from some of those angles where it looked like McBurrows was getting, you know, bounced around, uh, you know, ball. like, like a, uh, yeah, like a, um, pinball. Um, so it, it, it was, it was a ugly, ugly incident. Um, I think everybody wants quick, easy answers. And, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people, uh, again, kind of, asking thinking aloud or or asking the how did we get here what this thing the temperature is so high and the, the toxicity is is at such a level and i mean i was talking to our producer ben your producer ben uh no, it's ours. On, yeah. on on the on the phone a couple of days ago and i said well to this it it doesn't take a rocket scientist you don't have to look that far to figure out why things are so intense over the last 10 or 15 years what what's the the factor that exists these last ten or fifteen years that didn't exact that didn't exist for the previous forty years? Well, you say it's obvious. I was going to ask you that later, but let's get to it right now because to me, I'll give you my answer, yeah. and I'm curious for Jeff's too. Before you give me right. yours, my answer would be Michigan State started winning. <laughs> that's it. I mean, anything else yes. is just noise. Is that's that, that's the answer. your takeaway, Jeff? Yes, with the, plus the addition of social media. Right, that's a it's, great it's, point it's, too. It's a tw it's a yeah. twelve month. Uh, you really do get to brag for twelve months for the first thirty years <laughs> every, of every my day. life. Yeah, yeah, there were two Michigan State seasons of any national significance at all. The eighty seven eighty eight team that with Lorenzo White, uh, Andre Risen, and so forth, uh, and then that ninety nine Nick Saban team. 
But other than for the first 30 years of my life, yep. that was how a, all due respect to the Michigan State football program. And they, they throughout that time period that I'm claiming they were irrelevant, they still put out quite a bit of NFL players. But they, Michigan and them were on completely different galaxies, in different uh, galaxies. I'll, I'll go this far. All three of us can recruit at Michigan all day long. Yeah, I agree. But and by the way, Michigan State, we gotta we gotta work to get our recruits. I well, think that's Michigan, what happened. So, but let me ask you guys a question. Cause I have a daily argument with, or, uh, not a daily argument. There's a guy. No, I'm not going to mention his name. Michigan State, a football school or a basketball school? What is it? It's one of those those unicorns. And that's why it's so great. It's on that list of you know schools that have been in yeah. a playoff and Final Four. There's like three of right. them. Like he, he, you know, that's he, what's he, so special about he what says it's football. He said, "Would the average fan want to win in football or basketball?" I think we'll take what we can get. But I say it's a basketball school because Izzo. If I go around the country, say, have you ever heard of Michigan State? They've the Final yeah, Four. Oh, it, yeah, he's the, the, fa he's the face yeah. of the athletic department. Yeah, yeah the but national my, perception. The point I'm making is, and Mike Valeni did a whole. And I love Mike Valeni. I, I think he's the, the most consequential uh, sports voice in our city since Mitch Album, um, when Mitch Album was in his prime. Yeah, uh, 40, and, and, 43 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I had a lot of issues with the way that he addressed this particular situation this week on, on, on air. And all of this uh, pontificating about how we got here uh, and him kind of obviously putting a lot of the blame on Harbaugh, but this is a result of the fact that there is a competitive rivalry now. And there wasn't a competitive rivalry for decades. And now in the last well, 10 to 15 years, it's become competitive to the point where Michigan State is, what have they won? Uh, 10 of the last 12? or oh, no. 10 of the last 15. 10 of the last but 15. I mean, her, her but, but, but let me, let me, let me, let me say this at the end of the, end of the day, it's a hundred percent because we won a few games in a lot of weird ways. You could argue Aiden Hutchinson's with the sack last year with you guys, the drop freeze, the uh, oh, lucky put, lucky play, wins a win, a W is a W, and L's an L. And that's why we get up every day and watch sporting events because we don't know the answer. That's, that's why the sports is so bad. That's why DraftKings is making a fortune. Do they sponsor your show? They sponsor every other show. <laughs> I, I'm actually the one that they don't. So I'm, okay, hoping, I'm okay. hoping we can turn yeah, them around. Yeah. But the reason they were called Little Brother is because they were Little Brother for those 40 years. I've always said I didn't think that was an unfair criticism in real time. I hate to yeah. say it, and that's coming from me. I mean, we'll but around. now they're clearly not, and that has fueled the, the intensity of this rivalry. Yeah, and it, Harbaugh is complicit, but is not the cause of this. He stepped they in. Were, and, they, and I would argue them. four years ago, three years ago, every alum wanted to get rid of him, didn't they? You, you don't have to go back that far. Uh, yeah, I so mean, that was, all of a sudden. <laughs> they wanted him gone before look at, last year. Winning's everything, right? Winning's yep. everything, and second place is the first and place the, loser. So, And you know what? Harbaugh, for those six years, he deserved the criticism it was deserved, yeah. and he and he was butthurt by it, and he was. I think it still gnaws at him. To the, he he feels like these last two years has has been a big. Redemption. I'm going to stick it to you to not just the haters at Michigan State, but to the haters within the Michigan orbit. That's what he drives said, he him. He said his quote before the game was, I forget, "I'm surmising it that." We're going to play to win. We're going to put our foot in the gas. We're not going to take it off. Obviously, when he ran the trick play towards the end of the game, that's rivalry material. But you know what? So what? But my point is he <laughs> deserved that criticism. 
and for the last two years, he deserves the praise. Yeah. Last year, yeah. in my as, and I was his biggest critic, but last year I would have said he was the, the the. I don't think I just said it, but I think other people awarded him. He was the coach of the year. This will be a big year too, you know, in the NCAA. They had their magical year last year, but they still split the rivalry games. Like if yeah. they go back to the playoff this year, beat Ohio State in a year that they took Michigan State to pound town, that'll be a, a bigger statement to me. There's still there's not an asterisk. He won the Big Ten last year, but like it's not the dream season. You want to beat Michigan State and Ohio State. Yeah. The whole thing about uh, oh, D'Antonio started it because Michigan lost to App State, and afterwards they asked D'Antonio, and he said, yeah. "Oh, what should we have? A moment of silence? Science, like right. if that's so inflammatory, that that stuff was bubbling. Little brother was a powder keg, but we all agree, which I'm, I'm relieved actually, because that's a minority opinion. Even Michigan State people are like, "Oh, it was the Mike Hart thing." Don't you want? Don't you want to have a rivalry? When right. I, when I ran yeah. for MSU, I was on the campaign trail with my Michigan compatriot. And I said, "Don't you got to win a game to make it a rivalry?" <laughs> so right, if same if uh, as Ohio State, I mean they finally won last. It's Ohio State Michigan game a rivalry when Ohio State clobbers everyone anymore. So I mean, you got to win a few games to consider it a rivalry. The tide turned quick. Yeah. Yes, and I, I, I'm I'm happy. I think this is great. I don't look at it as okay. Last Saturday was ugly. It was one of the darker points in the history of the rivalry, one of the darker points in the history of sports in the state. But I don't think that means we throw the, the baby out with the bathwater. This this idea of, oh, we gotta we gotta lower the temperature and cancel the game for a couple of years. That's out there. I that's it's insane. Move the game to Ford Field. That's um, insane. The only thing I could and I I'm not even in favor of it, but I, like I would have the conversation would be the game's always at twelve. Like that I'll have that conversation. Everything else, these interventions, let me, let me, game is not. What's the difference of that and a brawl on the mound, a uh, hockey fight? Uh, I could go on forever. Well, there's, I mean, there's perception there's, of, I mean, hockey fight, like it's known, you, you kind of one on one, two on two. Like it's the, if it were one guy, you know, swinging on one guy, it's different. Well, it's the five hit, on one, six on one. Let me ask you guys as state fans, because I, I personally wasn't offended by this at all, but it seems like there were the Blake Corum comment at the press conference. I mean, whatever. I'm not offended by it. It's it, to me, it's a little weird. Um, like it's it's to me, it's not even good trash talk. Like the the Tuck Cummins thing has elicited more bad yeah, jokes know. than anything. I like. It's just too the, easy. Well, it's just it's just like they're not even creative. And no, I, I'm not. Yes, yeah. that part is true. Like, oh, I thought like, Tuck was coming. He was running. It's like, but uh, this, okay, I, but like, again, this narrative yeah, Ned that's Flanders humor over here. This narrative that was that's being put out as uh, kind of uh, uh, as this this excuse or this built in. Uh, narrative that almost uh, you know lets Michigan I don't know if off the hook or or puts them on, you know, on the hot seat that uh, you know that 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 and then McCarthy's comments and that that somehow the 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 rivalry has become uh, tainted or darker or it's it's like it's just it's just super competitive right, and these more- people. These these players might respect each other, but they don't like each other. I'm fine with everything until you start swinging helmets and going six yeah. on one. I mean, I, I, but everybody agrees. Like, there's this, all this arguing going on. The core tenant people agree. I want to get back to the reveling. Yeah. And I'm going to give examples because I don't want to just talk out of my ass. I'm going to demonstrate what I'm saying. So, Ben, throw up. I mean, this is a couple examples, but real Don Thomas, who's a somewhat noteworthy Michigan account, I guess. 
tweets out, you know, new profile pick, and it's him with Tom Mars, the attorney who we're going to get to in a little bit more detail soon. The attorney that's representing the uh, Jevin Green family and apparently maybe other people, allegedly. This is him sort of dunking on Michigan State. Here's me with the attorney who's going to come get your ass. Yeah, yeah. They're selling T-shirts rolled to the next one, Ben. A, a swaggy over our swanky Wolverine. Okay, the swanky stores launched tees and hoodies for tunnels don't hurt people. People hurt people. Tees and it was, hoodies. It was a it was a great start to the Lloyd Car Tunnel, wasn't it? Yeah, well, there you go. But I mean, <laughs> we're already monetizing this stuff. So my argument is, it's a bad situation. This sort of we're on the hunt for justice and we're we're on our hill being righteous. I don't buy that because that stuff. I mean, I'm cherry picking, but that's there's a lot of that stuff out there. That tweet with the shirts had like a couple hundred likes and people say they're gonna buy it. as a as a general rule football basketball michigan uh almost resents the rivalry instead of embracing the yeah. rivalry yeah. and you should embrace the rivalry they want to go they want to go back to the point where it was little brother that's so what as just, opposed to someone that. like me who just wants to see great football and great competition or great basketball. There was there was the same thing going on with basketball reversed. Michigan was irrelevant for 15 years. Yep. We asked you a question, Justin. That wasn't and that wasn't good either. Question yeah. for you. You got friends that went to Michigan, right? Yeah. Best man in my wedding. Uh, but okay, is your friendship changed? No. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, I mean, definition of Twitter is not real life. Yeah. I'm not bitching with any of my Michigan friends. I, I have as many Michigan friends and relatives as Michigan I. State by the way, probably. those guys are smart. We hire them. Spartans hire those guys. <laughs> yeah. All of our all of our billionaires. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard you just missed the billionaire cutoff, Jeff. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Maybe next year. You're yeah. like you're at nine eighty eight or something. <laughs> that's the rumor. I got divorced. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're you're, you're, you're like four fifty or something. Yeah. I have to do the math on that one. So yeah, I, I, I my perception is yes, it was bad we all know it's bad i think the aftermath where there's grainy footage where people are circling people and highlighting people looks like this guy bumped in the hardball going off the field what's that about there have been michigan state staffers falsely implicated implicated in stuff there was at least one player that i know for a fact because i talked to him and his dad and they have proof of this he was 100 feet away from the skirmish. He was still on the field. He was nowhere 90 to 100 feet away. He, he was, was still he was still name. trying to tackle quorum uh, yeah right right uh, unsuccessfully and he was implicated by not just one or two people. It's like, oh, I think this, I'm not going to say the name because that defeats the purpose of what I'm talking about. But he's being named as a, oh, yeah, he's involved in this. He's one of the guys in the skirmish. Like, I just think this has become theater in a sense and rivalry fodder when it should be a universally solemn thing. I mean, is that like a crazy? And, 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 let me, and if you're a, a Michigan fan pointing the fingers at, at state outside of the obvious, what? What do you want? What more do you want Tucker and the AD and the president to do right now? I mean, they want Tucker suspended. In well, a lot that's of these instilled. Cases. The, well, you know, that, I can't. You asked I can't. An, no, no, no. I, I, I'm answer. not trying to kill the messenger here. But someone that would that legitimately that someone that would legitimately believe that and say that aloud. It isn't someone that you should be taking well, that's, that's opinions where, from. Where Brian's video about hypocrisy with Jawan yeah. Howard. You want to, he wasn't punished. I mean, at the end of the day, he got to coach the NCAA game. So stop it. You know, stop it, stop it, stop it. Don't well, take it too far. Was, we're get we're 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 truthfully. But Jeff, that was but, something no, that he was suspended for games that were that were that were 
the end of the season, whatever it was. They yeah, were but, on the bubble. They were on the Juwan bubble. Bu- Juwan Howard assaulted someone. Mel Tucker didn't assault exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's the key to yeah, Right, right. He yeah. hit somebody, and then he yeah. his quote wasn't so great afterwards either, if you recall. I'm from Chicago. It's what I no, do. No, you refused yeah. to you refused to it in the press conference. Yeah, yeah. You refused to basically apologize. Yeah, yeah, he so, tripled down yeah, right yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. You know, he got talked to, and you know, it's like by the way, no one's talking about Donovan McNabb's statement on Twitter either. So you know, yeah, with Kanye, and, but, and I'll go on the record and say, I have no, and I, and I, I know Donnie personally, known him since he was 14. I root for, for Donnie, like I'm his biggest cheerleader. I mean, really, I, I, I look, start, you look great in that skirt. I, <laughs> I've heard, I, he, I've heard he's a good kid. I started, I started on kid. Twitter. Yeah. I started the, uh, the, you know, Donovan Edwards for Heisman 2023 campaign. Big fan of Donovan Edwards. Huge mistake that I don't think he took enough ownership for, and that was swept under the rug by the program. Tarbot didn't he, say a word about it. He yeah. should have been sat down for that game, at least the half or something. No, he should have been sat down for the whole game. I agree, but something. Yeah, but to pretend like it didn't happen, uh, you know, I, 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 I have an issue with that. And, I, and honestly, I have an issue with. I'm, I'm like, it's like cannibalism because I'm a part of the local media to a degree. I mean, I'm not someone with a platform like mainstream media, but it's just another, another example for me how we live in a major, major media market. And a lot of times our, our media is very minor league. Like who, who was, there was no, there were no reporters that were pushing Michigan to, to do something about it. Do you buy the blue wall thing that Vlani yes, talks I about? Do, I do. You buy that? I mean, yeah. I, I know firsthand. I mean, there, uh, there are plenty of gatekeepers, whether it be in the media, in, in law enforcement, in with our, you know, I, I, I think it's, and I'm all over the place here, but I think it's, it's shameful that Dana Nessel, who is a Michigan grad, didn't open up an investigation on the Anderson thing. And that's shameful. Defiantly so. Shameful. Yeah. What do you and think? She, and she, who, who's running, you know, some of the most powerful people uh, in ESPN in that orbit, Michigan grads. And then you can go back, and I hate bringing this up, when, when ESPN went after Izzo. It was, ins- day, it was ridiculous. Well, he won't. He still, when he talks, he doesn't let it go because the guy he isn't. Shouldn't. The guy is a god, and what he they isn't. did to him is shameful. They went after a, yeah. they went after a grizzly bear with a butter knife. That's yeah. what they did. Yeah. Well, D'Antonio, they put in there too. It's yeah. the yeah. Smarty yeah. Secrets headline, and they have Nasser in a graphic with D'Antonio and Izzo, who wouldn't know where Tom Izzo made a comment at, a, at, a, at an event I was at a few weeks ago. His comment was so fun. Why don't we just take care of the people that do the crime and not everybody else? As you know, simple as that. Like, what are they worried about? And, you know, it, it's bizarre. Do you think. To test your blue wall theory, I'm not going to weigh in either either direction. If Jalen Berger had that retweet, do you think it's covered exactly the same way if Michigan State gives him a talking news, says, hey, we'll see you in West Bloomfield at the museum next summer? Well, what's, well first of all, the football team didn't do what, What's the whole football team going there for? Well, that's another yeah. story. But do you by think the way, we, we, can, we can extrapolate from there because I don't know how far the show wants to go. Jordan Acker and Mark Bernstein asked Ron Weiser, chair of the Michigan GOP, to resign from being a private meeting and calling Dana Nessel and Gretchen Whitmer witches, not bitches, witches. So you call your opponent a, a name 
like call your opponent a name, and then you ask ask him to resign. He's donated over a hundred million dollars to school, which benefits every student that walks through that door and faculty and alum, because he said something in a private meeting. Then you have Don. Then Jordan Acker goes and sees Donovan Edwards. Say, you know what? He's a good kid. We'll let it go. And. And he is a good kid, but you shouldn't have let it go. Right, right. He's a good kid. By the way, I personally disagree. I would have let it go. I mean, I'm, I'm, and I am of the faith. And you know, kids just let them teach, let them learn. And by the, he went to West Point, went to school, plenty of Jewish kids, whatever it is. To me, though, makes it worse. Yeah, it would be. I could know better. I could understand it more. Let me, let me me finish. What I hated was obviously someone else wrote his apology, which just happens in sports. That and, and the fact that it was a. Uh, a what, gaff is that the word? What do you call it? Glitch. A glitch. glitch. Twitter glitch. I don't think anybody believes that for a second. He and by the way, he may have just retweeted something. I'll give him the. Maybe he retweeted something with, without reading it. I don't know, but he definitely retweeted it. And Kanye was okay. his guy, and that's what happens with somebody like Kanye. We're getting off on the subject, but it's it is what it is. Moment. It's a teaching moment. But though. but Kanye's got a forum. He's got a platform. It's very dangerous. And now we got Kyrie a few days later. We're getting way off on the tangents. I'm going to let you take over. If I if I was a uh, college football or basketball coach. I would have a rule that during the regular season, nobody posts anything. Oh, you don't have to talk to Tom Ezra about social media. I would say nobody <laughs> posts anything. You can post in the off season. You ain't posting during the regular. Yeah, season. that's going to be a disadvantage with NIL. Though yeah, these yeah. guys are pimping okay, themselves, yeah, okay, so that's right. going to be used that's against true, you in court. Fifty bucks a fifty bucks a tweet, pal. I think you. I think you could carve in. Uh, so, some some like exceptions into that policy where like yeah. if you're getting paid to tweet out something for United Wholesale Mortgage, that's okay. But I don't need your pontificating on Kanye West. Yeah, but are they going to be following you if all you're doing is you know, sponsored things? Uh, I don't know. I, that's, I, that's, that's too, I that's too much Big Brother. Let them, let them do their thing. But just put a button because on it, those guys. Yeah, yeah. You hummed me to death. Jalen Berger does it. Is it the same, yeah, I, is it the I, same thing? Well, I, I was about to answer, but Jeff wanted to jump in. But uh, yes, I, I thought about it for, for about 30 seconds. And my answer is yes. And I'm not going to name names, but I can just, on the top of my head, I can think of at least two writers between the free press and the news that would have written something on Jalen Berger that did not write something on Donovan Edwards, and we'll leave it at that. So you think it would be different and treated differently? So yes, that's the blue, the blue wall again. Yeah. It's a big wall. I've had the blue wall debate with like 27 guests, and it's like 50-50 split on whether it's real or not. I think there's something to it, but I, it's overstated, if it perhaps, looks like a, If it looks but, like a duck and it quacks like look, a duck, it's a duck. So here's I'm – I'm older than you guys are. Everybody has media favorites. Everybody has guys, you know, in professional sports, PR guys, players, athletes, have their favorite writers. They feed them stories. They trust them. You've gotten favorite people in your yeah. career. And maybe the blue people have more people than the green people. That's the way it goes. But you know what? That's life. And who cares? You know, that's the way it goes. I so. want to jump into to the showmanship from the legal aspect. And I think everyone at this table, I know Scott does, is knows Wade Fink, who's a friend of mine. And at some point, we'll be at this table discussing the legality of this stuff as it comes out and things change. But the Tom Mars role here. He has, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Tom Mars has been retained by the Jim and Green family. Supposedly, maybe some other people are talking to him as well. He was most famous probably for, in this sort of state, I guess, for getting Shea Patterson declared eligible early against all odds by all accounts. He also famously had a flopped case against Mark D'Antonio in Michigan State, 
brain trust leadership. Uh, Hollis was involved when a K. Simon was in that lawsuit. I, I believe he got did he not get sanctioned or something too? Well, no, he he left right before the shit at the fan. Okay, uh, so that's he got out, but uh, I'm not going to speculate on uh. to what extent he was participating. He bailed on that legal team just before it hit the fan. So this is Tom Mars going into that D'Antonio Blackwell lawsuit. Ben, throw that up, please. I've reviewed certain evidence that convinced me beyond any doubt that Curtis Blackwell is the victim of a very troubling injustice. It's my opinion that Michigan State has taken a path in this litigation it will come to regret. This is in regards to the Blackwell D'Antonio lawsuit. That was from February 2020. Let's do the Tony Paul headline shortly thereafter, Ben. Shortly, right a month later. Blackwell's 17-month case against MSU's Mark D'Antonio and others should be tossed out. This is according to the magistrate, and let's see what the magistrate said. Ben, roll that. A federal magistrate is recommending a full dismissal of the lawsuit against Mark D'Antonio and other former MSU officials, saying the lawyers for Curtis Blackwell have made mistake after mistake and attempted to harass the former football coach. Judge Sally J. Barron said Blackwell's lawyers repeatedly misused court process for the purpose of harassing the defendants. The judge further stated the inappropriate conduct of Blackwell's attorneys have marred the history of this case. That was just a month after Tom Mars's comments about, I've seen the evidence and this is really bad. This case was dismissed by the judge who we're not going to get into all the myriad issues with it. The case was a disaster. Their process was, was a disaster. I bring this up, and we mentioned Mars exited this case right before it was dismissed. But I use this as an example of Mars grandstanding, saying Michigan State's in for it, and then everything kind of fizzling out. There was no meat on the bone, and it was dismissed in embarrassing fashion. This is a little different, obviously, because there's something objectively, I would say objectively, illegal on tape. So it's a little different. I'm not comfortable with Tom Mars being in the situation, uh, trying to dunk on Michigan State. And I'll finish here before I throw it to you guys. His series of tweets, and this stuff's still ongoing. He may have had something since we started. Has been, to me, completely inappropriate given the seriousness of the situation and the legal proceedings. Not illegal, but improper. Ben, can we roll his tweets? Tom Mars just dunking on Michigan State left and right. He's, he's, he's back there. He's texting his girlfriend or something. There we go. Okay. So this is uh, the first of a few. Sometimes it makes sense to wait until an investigation is finished before taking disciplinary action against a college athlete, but not when this happens. How many times would you have to watch this video before deciding to kick the player off the team or expel them from school? I don't know. If the NFL referee would probably take a little while for them to make the decision. Yeah, actually, right about that. <laughs> Roll the next one, Ben. You can just run, run right through them. I assume the delay by the Big Ten is the result of Kevin Warren not being able to participate in the review because his son is a tight end on MSU's football team. Hard to imagine a worse conflict of interest. So here's Tom Mars putting a effectively an allegation of impropriety against the commissioner of the Big Ten. So that's interesting. Next one, please. I can't help but wonder whether this kind of behavior is built into the culture of the MSU football program shows a late hit on Shea Patterson. And what is there, one more, Ben? I mean, just to put a button on Tom Mars. It's, this is in response to the suspensions. This is not sufficient punishment for, or excuse me, not sufficient punishment for some, but a good move by MSU. Looks like every criminal defense lawyer in East Lansing will have a new client 
before this is over. So he is effectively saying that... He sent that three days ago? Two days ago? Yeah. What's your point? No, my point is that that wasn't uh, tweeted during the incident. No, no. It was tweeted like this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying that's an an inappropriate comment is what I'm saying. You think? His his position is Michigan State has such wide culpability. Criminally. He said criminal defense. We're not talking civil. Remember, that's a different standard with more serious consequences. Every criminal defense attorney in East Lansing is going to have a new client. He is, he is making this seem like... I think he's from Mars. Like, you think he's from Mars? Yeah. To me, is that not insane grandstanding? If you, want to, if you want to talk about his client, Jim and Green, we're all together. Better, Everyone has said that. Better, yeah, but even, better call Saul. But tell me with... And I, I'm not trying to diminish the attack on Jamon Green because it was brutal and horrible. And again, if, if charges criminally come from it, so be it. But from a civil uh, posture, unless you can show me, and maybe you can, that his chances of playing professional football have been undermined or that he has some uh, career-altering or life-altering injuries, what, where's, where's the damages? Uh, yeah, that's going to be the key. You would have to show some. I mean, you can get into the category of, you know, PTSD. Right. And okay. Can, I can't but, sleep at night. Right, and right. You need a psychologist or psychiatrist to testify. You know, I mean, there is I a way. I hear Tuck coming when I'm sleeping at night. Yeah. yeah well, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not that. I don't, they're not afraid of that anymore um, for whatever reason. But it's, look, a, it's, a, it's a lot of bluster. But to, to me, like. It's, it's a guy, in my opinion. He's not a very good lawyer trying to try a case and uh, get publicity and have his phone ring. I, I just think it's like, well, and it's, you're you're giving him the 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 you're giving him the stage. You're giving yeah. him oxygen. Yeah, uh, I mean he doesn't need my help. I mean yeah. this is the stuff he's he is. I mean he's already. I don't, I don't follow. He's him. in the Detroit News and Free Press. He's yeah. he's been seen a thousand times on Twitter. The, he doesn't need my this, help. The story's driving you know uh, internet traffic. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's a whole other... I'm actually surprised there hasn't been more reporting on it, as much reporting as there has been. Yeah, I I just, to me, like, it betrays the notion that this is a solemn event. You're you're tweeting out videos from five years ago. Oh, it's the culture of the program. Oh, every defense attorney, criminal defense attorney in East Lansing is going to be busy these next few weeks. I want someone that, that, that throws out the culture of the program allegation. I want someone to bring me... uh, And I'm talking about... Since Mel Tucker took over the program, bring me the list of of discipline issues that he's had. I, I mean, sure, that's my point. Yeah. Like, so don't tell me this is indicative of the culture. Well, and that's the point I've made is that like both D'Anto- schools, and every major school, well, I know has it. Yeah, did yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. thousand examples of these at Michigan and yeah. Michigan State. I mean, to me, to me it just, it betrays the notion this is a solemn event and we're seeking justice. And this family said to me that is a clown car operation on his part. And I'm sorry, it's not in a vacuum. There's a lot of people that are doing the same chicken dance on social media. It's like. Shouldn't you guys be sad about this shit? Like, I, can't we all agree that, like, oh, man, that went dark? Like, why is this being used uh, parading around to dunk on people? It's, yeah. it's the most bizarre vibe. It, it, it just, there's, there's a just disparity there from what it should be. You know what's sad? They won, they won the game. No one's talking about the freaking game right. they won. That's what the talk should be about. We kicked their ass. Kicked yeah. our ass. Whatever yeah, we got, we yeah, they're just, that's, that's their celebration is, is pounding guys that made mistakes. So be it. But to me, you know, they won the game. The rivalry's all live and well. There'll be some, some 
chirping next year during the summer. And most of the people I know have forgotten about it and moved on to the next problem. There's a few problems in the real world. we got an election coming up and people got other things and gas is $29 a gallon. And, you know, deep uh, breath on that. We're getting to the election yeah, at yeah, the yeah, end here. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Let's move past that. Cause it's, it's, I think we're, I think we're good. I think we all understand what's going on here. Terrible things happen. They're being addressed. It's bad. You mentioned one of the darkest points. And there's people trying to make money from it. Mm -hmm. Let me throw out one thing, and this is a very, very small nitpick, so I don't even want to categorize it as a critique. But if I was – the only thing that I would have done extra that Michigan State hasn't done, um, I probably would have sent two of my captains out to the media uh to to do some type of you know this was a bad look we take ownership for it this isn't who we are you know why they didn't do that though why because there's police they're taking police reports you're not going to have someone go give a statement yeah, you know you keep your, you you to keep your mouth shut i'm not talking about implicating anybody i'm talking about the captains of the team talking in general terms you, you, yeah, you don't they, talk they can accidentally implicate everyone's saying why is it mel tucker apologized i guarantee i don't know this for a fact i'm inferring it from common sense Tucker was told not to call okay. an apology. Well, that's I, the case. I'm just giving you the answer. No, if that's the case, did. that's the case. I, yeah. I'm just. They were told. Lawyer, not you to. should know that. Yeah. They were told. I think if you talked in generalities and you had team captains that were, you yeah, know. then you're putting a 21 year old. Hey, don't trip up. Don't say something that can burn us later. I mean, when you start throwing out lawsuits in the Ann Arbor Police Department, like immediately. That's what people do because you can that, that can be rolling at the civil trial it's order. Val, it's valid. You know, it's valid. That's that's you the answer for that. A million percent correct. Let's say I like Jeff. I mean, yeah. you're you're too. Scott's too mean to me. He's, too, he's always pushing back on everything. So let's let's move on. I, I'm done with Tunnel Gate. Hopefully forever. Again, barring a major material change in the story, I want to talk about Michigan State big picture. We'll spend a little less time on this. You mentioned Mike Vlani earlier. He made, uh, and I'm not talking about the segment you're talking about. Yesterday, he makes this impassioned plea to the Michigan State fan base who are crying about Mel Tucker, saying, you know, saying he's a boss, he's overpaid, or whatever. He laid it out there in about a seven-minute segment that we spliced up. Ben, let's roll that. Mike Valeni's impassioned plea to the Michigan State fan base. For Spartan Nation, many of you, not all of you, many of you disgust me, and I'll tell you why. The behavior of some of you is disgusting, and, and, and it's in relation to Mel Tucker. So let me just go right down Main Street with this. Make a decision. Either your dislike of this man and your love for who he replaced are irreconcilable. Or you're going to begin to put your football program first. Because let me tell you something. Mel Tucker is in it. I mean in it right now. And we all sat from afar and laughed as Michigan never allowed Rich Rod to get off the ground. Never. The Lloyd Carr loyalists, the factions, and Rich Rod's own idiocy, it never had a chance. I cannot believe the way some Spartan fans are talking about Mel Tucker less than a year from an 11-win season. But let me be clear about something. You either get behind this guy and give him a fair shake, or we're going back to the dark ages. And this program will look like Perlis the end years. Okay? So figure it out. All right, where do you guys stand on this? The Mel Tucker confidence in some 
segments of the fan base is wavering. Agree one million percent. The band, the bandwagon was rolling. He beat Michigan the the COVID year as well. Um, the guy is a great coach. He's a great person. He's very Izzo like. He's very warm. He's very friendly. He's good with alum. He's good with players. He's good with everybody. It's you know a year where it's not going well. And we just talked about Harbaugh. He had, they were ready to run him out of town. All of a sudden, he won a championship. You build a program more than two freaking years or three years. We won't even call the COVID year a year for crying out loud. He's getting recruits. You got to give him time. LSU would have taken him in a heartbeat. We all know that. The NFL will probably grab him someday for another head coaching job. The guy is the real deal. And he's the real deal. He's young enough and he's old enough and he's wise enough. The guy is a real deal, and the fact that alum are paying him that money doesn't cost the university a nickel, and the guy has already brought money to the university and brought people back in the stands, and they should thank him profusely, along with Kenneth Walker, and that give him credit for finding Kenneth Walker. Wake Forest didn't think he was good enough. Got an eye for it. At the end of the day, it's a, relax, relax, relax. As Tom Izzo says in every speech, Believe it or not, the Final Four is not on the schedule. <laughs> so, same thing here. It, it just is preposterous. Michigan's a very good football team that we lost to at home. In fact, I thought the score was going to be worse. Ohio State is a very good football team. The other games, our defense sucks. I mean, that's all there is to it. we got to get it worked out, and we will. You know, have faith. Have, so you're not shaking at all. You're, you're as confident no, as you no, were I 10 think months that, ago. I think that... If you're a Spartan fan, we talked about a little brother complex. Ohio State, the second, you know who the second best team is in the Big Ten? Who do you think it is? Michigan. Wrong. Ohio State's second team. Okay? <laughs> that's that's how good they are. I mean, their quarterback's driving a Bentley for crying out loud. So at the end of the day, Ohio State is elite. Michigan is elite. We're trying to get there. It takes more than one year to get elite. It takes more than two years. I guarantee you Harbaugh would love Mel Tucker to take a hike. He would love him to take a hike because he is a formidable force and to be reckoned with, and he's proven it. I mean, he's having a, 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 some issues this year. He'll work it out. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, you know, as, as much as I disagree with, with Mike's take on Monday uh, on, on, the, on the Tunnelgate incident, and I, I am – in lockstep with him like I am most of the time with his opinions uh, when it comes to Mel Tucker. I Obviously, this year and what happened on Saturday is not ideal. Uh, you know, nobody's going to sit there and tell you that, you know, for what you're trying to get and what, where you're trying to go, that, that this is something that should be par for the course. I don't think anyone would say that. Uh, unlike Rich Rod, there's proof has been provided you know what happened last year was a tremendous coaching job by mel tucker uh he's shown he can do it so it's not like rich rod yeah he had shown it at west virginia but he was a disaster from day one at michigan so the momentum started to build pretty early and then as as valente pointed out there were a lot of internal politics at play with lloyd carr and loyalists in that building um, that weren't helping the Rich Rod uh, program. And in fact, were hurting the Rich Rod program from within. So I, I don't, I'm not worried about Mel Tucker. I think 
they got a steal in him when they were when they were able to to grab him three years steal, ago. Steal for nine million bucks a year. Well, I'm saying when they when they well, I'm saying when they the first deal when they first found him. You know the contract it will it will it will all come out in the wash. You know, and you three, get every in, coach in America. In four already, years from now, him. you'll yeah. you'll know whether or not he's worth ten ten million a year or not. And I I'm betting that. Michigan State made the right choice that this year is an aberration. I, I'm a little bit closer than the average person because of uh, my recruiting beat. In addition to my crime reporting, I uh, do a lot of reporting on blue chip uh, football and basketball recruits. So I'm kind of in the trenches with the players, the recruits, their families, the coaches that that are scouting and recruiting them. And from seeing what Tucker's done on the recruiting side of this and seeing him interact with players and talking to those players and talking to those players' parents, uh, Mel Tucker is outstanding at connecting with recruits, filling his classes. Uh, obviously, he's shown an eye for, for, tr- for the transfer portal. This year, he might have had a couple misses. I don't know. That's going to be uh, the name. Kobe Winter did pretty good. He was a yeah. chance for a guy. I guess I kind of thought uh, Berger and Carruthers might be a little bit more. You, you need a lot of dynamic. And the, you need an offensive line too, boys. What I said? Yeah, yeah. Bruce, I don't know who that is. Sorry, Broussard. I don't know why. Broussard and Berger. I've watched it too pretty close. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. It's like Coward talking about Armstrong, the running back for the Bears. Everyone's like, "Who the fuck's that?" So I'm I'm not worried about Mel Tucker, and I and I agree with Valente that. It could be very detrimental to where you're trying to go uh, if if everybody is not on board it's and not, there's no re- a, and there's no re- no, nobody's no I don't know anybody that's off the Tucker train of my friends or so, that, so that's that's the one thing I wanted to yeah, ask yeah. you well, I don't know where he's getting that from so maybe I'm not I don't have the the pulse but I haven't I've seen most of the hate that's coming from to Tucker is coming from Michigan. Well, I haven't seen a lot of Michigan State fans that are upset with Tucker. Here's right. the key distinction where Valenti, he's not wrong, but a little bit off base. The rich, by the way, the best sports book I've ever read was John Ubaker's yeah. Three and Out yes, covering great. those. Yes. The unfettered access is unbelievable. Yes. John, it's the, go read it. You don't have to be a Michigan fan. Great book. Incredible. But the undermining that took place there was at an administrative level. The bitching about Mel Tucker and particularly with the coordinators, it's now going, it was just Scotty Hazleton on the D side. Now it's Jay Johnson's roped into this as well. It's fan base based and it's not that loud. There's a segment of the fan base that's bitching a lot. There's a large segment bitching about the coordinators, but as far as Mel Tucker, the administrative level, I'm telling you, because I mean, I'm sure Jeff, you and I know a lot of the same people. Uh There ain't a soul up there that's not completely on board with Mel Tucker. There's not a soul up there that in, in any position of authority or power or influence that thinks Mel Tucker is 1% less likely to succeed than they thought 12 months ago. So you can call us all stupid. You can call those people ignorant if you want, that everyone has an opinion, but that's the reality there. And that's not the case. Richard was fucked. I mean, they were undermining him before he got there. Got the bake, the bacon book talks about it yeah. in great detail. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story that you don't know. Neither one of you know about. I'm so in. I was ran for MSU trustee. I lost to the great Brian Masalem. And I got a call from a guy that you probably know, and you probably know, your audience might not know, World Wide West. You got to know who World Wide West yeah. is. West thought I won. West thought I was on the board. And he called me with a guy that, he said, you got to get rid of D'Antonio. I got the next coach for you. 
His name is Mel Tucker. He's on the phone with me right now. He was with the Georgia Bulldogs at the time. And I asked him a question. I go, why would you want this job at Michigan State? He said, because I went at Michigan State, I'm a hero. If I went at Ohio State, I went at Michigan. I have to. I went to Michigan State. I know what I'm getting into in the Big Ten. I can win. I will be a hero, and, I'm, and I am going to do the job. He wants to win so bad and stick it up OSU's ass and Michigan's ass. Okay, those weren't his words. Those are mine. What was the gist of it? The end of the day, he's a very focused guy. He's a very. T- I didn't even know how talented he was. He didn't. They weren't gonna. They're were never gonna fire D'Antoni after he won a Rose Bowl. He had a job for life, just like Izzo. And then he quit. And then the phone call started coming in. And he was at Colorado, and I was in the middle of it. It was a. It was pretty cool, whatever it was. And and I I only met Mel Tucker. I talked to him on the phone. I've only met Mel one time in my entire life. Okay. He'll own you if you if you meet him. Just like Izzo, he will he he would get a Michigan fan to love him. Believe it or not, he's that good. He, that's why he can recruit, and that's why he can coach, because he's a believable, good human being. End of story. I I we did a show. Ben, throw up that screenshot during the Luke Fickle mess when we're courting him, recording him, and I want to bounce that back to you, Jeff, because I'm fascinated for this angle. Michigan State was on fire as a fan base. This was a show I did. I, was, I had more hair and was a little skinnier. But it was East Lansing is burning the Luke Fickle nightmare. This was right after it came out that Fickle was withdrawing and the rumor of his wife didn't like the culture at Michigan State. It's a rumor State. I heard as well. So I, I'm curious, Jeff, because I don't know. I've heard a couple different stories. You know, Brian has told told me a version, you well, know. Well, Brian, Brian, is, Brian is the Bible. There's no doubt about it. Oh, no, yeah, I take yeah, his yeah, word yeah, for yeah. it. But everyone has a different. everyone yeah. had a different seat at the table and was in a room that sometimes Brian wasn't in. I mean, your your perception of this, you you had Tucker on your personal radar as a Michigan State power broker, which you are. You had him on your radar way before D'Antonio retired, is what you just said, right? Well, at Wes is urging. <laughs> yeah, at Wes is urging. At, at Wes right. is urging. I, so I, for I, I that don't know. Uh, William Wesley, aka Worldwide West, probably the most influential non-player in. It's a it's a by the yeah. way the NBA, worldwide yeah. is the the appropriate name for him. Jalen Rose mm-hmm. gave him the nickname. Yeah. Uh Jay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Jay-Z uh yeah. shout out to Worldwide West. Everywhere we go, we make a worldwide mess. He's yeah. tight with LeBron, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. He's 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 amazing. And, and you know what the most important he's a good person. And they IRS, everybody's coming after him. He's clean. Good luck. And you he know, ended up and uh, people I, I remember uh, knowing about who he was. And then I was in a gym doing a scout, uh, and someone said, uh, you know, that's World Wide West. I said, World Wide West? Why, what do you mean? He, he doesn't live in – they're like, he lives in Detroit. I was like – and it, for people that don't know, he moved to Detroit 20 years ago with Rip because Ham- Rip with, ha- he's married with, to Rip Hamilton's no. sister. No, not no. true. No. It's not true? Oh, I heard no, he that came, he, No, he came to Detroit because Rip Hamilton was traded here, did not want to come here. Oh, I thought he and was. And Wes says, you're coming here. And then later on, he met a lady here. Okay. He oh. adopted I, heard, her I thought the same thing you did. He, ad- yeah. he adopted her daughter, and he had a, a child with her. And he's a tremendous father and a tremendous person. And like everybody else that comes here, they fall in love in he Michigan in and West Detroit. Yeah. yeah. So... When that fickle thing happens, Jeff, I mean, yeah. just from your seat, I don't, you're speaking for yourself. Yeah. I mean, fickle seemed to be clearly the odds on favorite. It's tough to hide. We all know that he was courted, he was offered, whatever. That seems to be common knowledge. But were you sitting there thinking, man, I, I got this good referral on this Tucker guy who's sort of next on the list? Like, were you kind of rooting for no. Tucker? No, because I don't have the knowledge. I have no 
history with Fickle or Mel Tucker. I got a phone call from Worldwide West. That's all I knew. He's assistant coach. It's a, it's a hell of a And he went to Colorado it's because, because that's what that's who Wes is. He he said, Jeff, and by the way, Wes is more of a Michigan fan. He is a state fan. And he said You got Michigan said, that deal with by, the, by, by, by the, the Air Jordan deal. Yeah. yeah. Or the, he said, You all my Michigan friends are gonna hate my guts for getting Mel Tucker over to Michigan State. And it was a tenuous, I'm understood, I was not in the day-to-day stuff. and go. It was a tenuous negotiation because he had a good job at Colorado. I believe his passion was Michigan State all along, obviously. He's here. He got paid. Got paid more. And end of the day, we'll see. We'll be back at this table a year from now. We'll, you know, it'll be a new day. I mean, he did turn down a raise from Michigan State to stay at Colorado. That's why the shit that he gets, it's like he he turned down a nice raise, and then Michigan State doubled back with an even bigger raise. It's like who's turning down this there's money? Nothing wrong. He didn't lie. With, there's nothing wrong with leaving Colorado for Michigan State. Well, no, but people are saying he said he was coming no, back. No, I know. I, he, I yeah, know. That's you know, he, if I was a Colorado fan, I'd be pissed at him, right? Well, it's, yeah, but yeah, but I went way beyond Colorado but, fans. But, the but, ESPN but, uh, was, know, yeah. Like, but at the end of the day, last time I checked, it's a free world, and if a guy doesn't really want to be there, let him go. It wasn't a lateral His move. Heart's not into it. Huh? Not even close. Who yeah, are these yeah. people turning down like a yeah 120% Well, because he, he met with the alumni and he said whatever. But if you watch again, going back to they asked, Charlie Chris asked uh, DeSantis, would you ever run for president? He didn't answer the question. Mm-hmm. And Whitmer was asked today, would you ever run for president? And she said, no, I'm going to be governor for four years. We'll see, no, we'll see what happens, whatever it is. Like nobody likes being put on the spot, right? So is what it is. I mean, people have careers. Things change every day. Whatever, what I have, what I'm going to do tomorrow could change nine o'clock tomorrow morning and change my mind. I don't, I don't want to play golf anymore. Aren't I entitled to make up my own mind what I want to do? Well, especially when there's huh? a variable change, like we're going to give you five million more than uh, <laughs> you yeah. thought or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. I mean, it was a significant difference what they raised. So, okay. Last thing on Mel, and then we're going to move on to the aforementioned political spear. Yeah. Do you have to make some staff changes here? Yes. You agree with that much? Yes. So you're good on Tucker. What change are you making? Valenti's topic today was you, you can only choose one, Jay Johnson or Hazelton. Which one goes? I mean, do you, what are you doing? Well, I didn't have any issue with the offense until that fourth and one call uh, in, in the Michigan game in the first half. Right. Uh, so, I mean, it, right now I'm, I'm axing Hazelton. Um, I think the, the Michigan State offense can – figure it out and I've seen what I need to see. I I've seen what I need to see from them. You know that offense has the ability to uh you know be pretty high octane. I, the defense is just a, a disaster. I'm bringing them both back. What are you doing, Jeff? Bringing them both back. Jeff, I I can't believe I found I'm the only <laughs> one. I was the only one. You and I are the only two. I don't think there's What what did, what did, what did Brian say or he doesn't? Did you ask Why well, I've not talked to Brian about the okay. staff changes actually, so uh-huh. I don't know. He's an incomplete on that test, but uh-huh. everyone says one or both of them got to go. Uh-huh. The defense is actually playing better now that they have some bodies back, and the offense in one of the best offenses in the country last year. You can chug up the canine all you want, and that's not necessarily unfair. I got to see a little bit larger sample size of ineptitude than I've seen. I, I it's fire everybody all the time. Hire Aaron Glenn for the defense. They mentioned I'm something. Valente mentioned something on the radio today that I agree with in terms of the offenses. And and <laughs> you can hit the siren, Ben, and uh, I am uh, uh, partial because I know some of these kids since they were younger. 
Um, but Trey Mosley, you got to get him involved more. I agree. Where where is he? Like, yeah, like seriously. The, to me, Trey Mosley is a, uh, you is know, a you star. Know the answer, waiting you know what the answer is? Break out. We don't know when you watch TV, or maybe is he open or isn't he open? I don't know. Well, sometimes <laughs> he's, not getting, he's not getting enough targets. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. even really out there. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, Valenti's thing was you, you got to. By the way, do you, by the way, open. do you have private conversations with him ever or no? Yeah. So okay, you don't have to mention on the air. We don't get the kid in trouble. So yeah, yeah. Okay. no, yeah, tra- yeah. Trey's a Trey's a great kid. Uh-huh. Um, again, I've known him since he was fourteen. Just like you, Donna, you, bre- you breastfed him. He a lot was, of the, yeah, a lot of those elbow, yeah. a lot of those they call you know it's. <laughs> I digress, but I'll just throw out for thirty seconds and give a shout out to uh, this. We'll give some love to Michigan. Uh, Ron Bellamy. The uh, wide receivers coach at University of Michigan, who, who got on the job at West Bloomfield. Mr. Sacco over here uh, installed him at uh, West Bloomfield High School in the late 2000s, and that was a, a a football program that was the definition of a bottom dweller and uh, and irrelevant for its entire existence for 50 years, <laughs> and in a matter of a decade. Uh, Ronnie Bellamy turned that program not just into a state title contender, but into a national brand, a national recruiting brand. And I'm going to tell you one thing you're missing big time. The grade points went up big time. That's impressive. And because he, because that's more important. And he, because yeah. 99% of those kids don't even go to play football in college. He, you don't, you don't get good grades. You don't play. End of story. I was yeah. sad he left yeah. for Michigan. Yeah. And, and, and they call themselves, the you know, the L boys and the name of the, you know, they've named their field, the swamp. And it's kind of got this, like, uh, the U in the, you know, when the U be kind of became a, a fraternity, like a football fraternity. Um, you and got you Orchard that, Lake road with, Traffic on a Friday night. I would have never guessed that from West Bloomfield growing up, right. like in that exactly. 05, right. like when I was right. graduating. They were, you know, they were, like, so, they were such a, and, and by the like, way, you're missing John Harrington took a hike. That didn't hurt him any either. Yeah. Well, they got a lot of those yeah, those yeah, Harrison yeah, kids, yeah, yeah. but so. the way that yeah. So, but shout out to Bellamy. But that's where Trey Mosley comes from. That's where Donovan Edwards comes from. That's where Dylan Tatum comes from. Uh, and it's just it's a great program. And they've been putting, they've been churning out blue chip recruits now for over a decade. And and to to Jeff's point, yes, they're great football players. Yes, they're guys that are getting it done in the classroom. But almost every single one of those blue chip kids, and I've I've had to deal with over the last ten to fifteen years, a lot of prima donna sixteen year olds, seventeen year olds, and every one of these blue chip West Bloomfield kids are. Just it's yes, sir. Thank you, sir. It's you know I, I I send them a text. They text me back within ten minutes. I'm not chasing them for interviews. Just they're just really high character kids, and that's a, a tribute to, to to Coach Bellamy and what he's done. Now he's at Michigan, and he's kind of developing a pipeline. Yeah, I don't, I'm not happy about it. So <laughs> we'll, we'll put a button on Michigan State. I want to move. We have very rarely. It's very seldom that we have a political power broker and power player in the studio but jeff you certainly constitute that i don't know about that but well uh, yeah, there's a, a little thing coming up next week so i want to give uh the political angle here some attention let's just take a, a brief look at some of the highlights from the tudor dixon gretchen whitmer debate from a few oh, days that ago was, that was pretty good don't you think i thought that was, it was pretty yeah, rocking yeah, yeah. let's let the audience get a glimpse of that Tonight, I think you'll hear a lot of divisive rhetoric and misinformation and a focus on the past from my opponent. I'll try to stay focused on our shared future. I'm running for governor because Gretchen Whitmer has taken us on the wrong track. She's pushed a radical, progressive social agenda, 
and she hasn't listened to the problems you have every single day. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we're not being honest about what Proposal 3 is. The governor has just been dishonest with you in her very first answer, but it would be the most radical abortion law in the entire country. The only place that has something similar are China and North Korea. None of what she just said is true. And here's why you can't trust anything she's saying when it comes to reproductive rights. She's the one that said a 14-year-old child raped by her uncle is a perfect example of someone who should not have reproductive rights and the ability to choose. Well, I've heard several times from Gretchen Whitmer that she'll work with anyone on anything and, and that she's bipartisan, but she's actually vetoed quite a bit of opportunity to put money back into the pockets of the people. You know, Mrs. Dixon says that I kept students out longer than any other state. That's just not true. I worked closely with my Republican and Democratic governors, and kids were out for three months. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just heard an audible gasp around town when Gretchen Whitmer said that kids were out of school for three months. Perhaps she wasn't paying attention to what was actually happening. Even We even had schools that were closed this year. This is shocking to me. All right, so ran a little long, but I wanted to give a decent sampling of both sides here. So... Less than a week remaining before this decision is at our doorstep in the state of Michigan. I got to be honest, I gave Tudor Dixon zero shot when she was nominated. You have the inherent advantage of the incumbent, which is the case no matter what. That's always history, there. History shows it. Yep, yep. That's just that's an, a tough hill to climb. And I just, she didn't have enough juice for me. I am stunned that some of the polling now has this essentially as a dead heat, some yeah. a little bit above uh, you know, for Whitmer, vice versa. I did not give her any shot. Now where it looks like borderline a coin flip or thereabouts with the polls in a virtual dead heat, where do you guys see this one going? I want to start with you, Jeff. What happens in it's five days for those watching live? I mean, we're, it's on the doorstep here. What happens in five days? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I, the greatest sport in the world, guys, is politics. It's 365 days a year if you're into it. Everybody should be into it, and I'll tell you why. Every day we live what these people put policies in place. And then when you get bit by it, you complain about it. So get involved, be part of the solution, and quit bitching about it and get involved. From the school board all the way up to the governor, vote. It's your opportunity to vote, vote. People come here every day, illegally too, <laughs> to the greatest country in the world. So getting bit. So what, what, what happened? So I'm going to let you in on something that I heard from, I can tell you from who. So what I struggled with, there's not one person, past or present legislator, that ran against Gretchen Whitmer, right? All those guys, you had a chiropractor who I never met. You had a, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the other guy's a realtor, I believe. Kelly and Saldano, I never met any of them. And Tudor I've met. None of them have any political experience, okay? But what happened is, I think the guys in the legislature didn't want to get trumped. What I mean by that, they would go out, campaign, and all of a sudden he kings somebody else. They're done. They're done. When she got his endorsement, the game was over. Love him or hate him, he, can't, he queened her, I guess maybe that's the correct thing to say. And the woman can talk. You just saw it. She handled herself very, and by the way, so does Gretchen Whitmer. And I got to say something. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I like two women running for office. I think that tells you a lot where we're at today as society. And women are in power. Women should have a voice. And you know what? doesn't bother me that we have two females running any way, shape, or form because I think they're good enough and they've proven it. So there was no money behind the, the, the DeVosses 
probably got involved originally to try to make sure some of the state reps kept their races so Republicans could keep the House. And lo and behold, you know, Whitmer has a record to run on. So the only thing where I really disagree with on her whole thing, she went it alone for a very long time on COVID. Whether she was right or wrong, I don't believe anything she did was dealt intentionally to hurt anybody or anything. She did what she thought was right. However, she did it alone until the Supreme Court told her, uh-uh. So if I were her, I would have had the legislator with me and said, well, it was us together, but now she's got a report card. So if you're a laid off restaurant worker or another person, or you can't get the chips here or what, or you couldn't visit your family in a, in a nursing home, that's her record. Whether she was right or wrong, that's her record. Tudor Dixon, they don't know very much about her. She's got a clean slate. So when you're uh, running for reelection, there's a report card. I would argue that when Trump won, he didn't win. People hated Hillary. When Biden won, they hated Trump. This could very easily be an indication that people are pissed at Whitmer and Tudor wins. So it seems a lot in this country going on these days is like the lesser in people's opinion of two evils. I'm shocked at how close it is. I'm I really, I, I'm shocked. And I talked to friends that I had. Governor Engler came out to meet a football game and bet me that she was going to win. Did you know Governor Engler was down 17 yeah, I was, points? I was about the to Sunday, that The Sunday, the Sunday before the election, and he won. He also won three terms. 1990. Um, I was about to say this reminds me a little bit. I mean, I was a kid, but I was still aware of what was going on. The 1990 gubernatorial election where coming into the election, it looked like everyone was predicting Jim Blanchard who had been a pretty popular governor, was going to sweep into office for a third term. And at the end of the election, John Engler had pulled the major upset and then stayed, stayed in office for you know, over a decade. Um, Became president of MSU. Right. <laughs> yeah, for a minute. Yeah. yeah. So No controversy yeah. there. I, uh, you know, I am someone who's pretty open about my lack of a party affiliation. Uh, I am, I would call, a left-leaning centrist, probably. I've voted Democrat in most elections, not, you know, not uniform. And, uh, but I, I probably lean a little bit left, but I would not consider myself a, a member of the Democratic Party. And I'm, I'm, I'm very critical of the Democratic Party, just like I am very critical of the Republican Party. Uh, all due respect to the man on my left here. Uh, who said, who said, who's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you'd be surprised, my friend. But go ahead. But. I will say that I was open to voting against Gretchen Whitmer um, a year ago or a year and a half ago. I, I was not going to be uh, tied to her blind loyalty wise because she was a, a, a more left. But uh, I, I, I have to vote for her. I, I could not cast a vote for Tudor Dixon, really just based on some of these crazy comments related to abortion. And so let me ask you a question on that. I'm not disagreeing on that. So she's on record as saying, and this is emphatically true, that bill passes as part of the Constitution. She's irrelevant what her feelings are on abortion, period. I, I just... And, let me, let me, and, and, and it goes same thing for Whitmer. If it doesn't, it's... It's the people are voting. What's more fair than the people voting? So at the end of the day, I just think there's more issues than abortion. I'm a, I'm a male, obviously, but I think there's more issues if you if if you that's your issue. God bless you. But I think it goes to someone's moral fiber when I why, hear her, why, when I hear her say something about I, rape not, being a blessing or can be a I'm blessing. I'm pro life or pro choice, but why can't someone have an opinion and that's they what can. they believe? They can't. You know? it, just, it just put me off to her. 
But I am from someone. I, mean, I drive here today. I see all these churches with their signs. It goes too far. If you're religious, that's what you believe. If you're not religious, I don't have a problem with either side what they believe. I'm just going to vote the way I want to vote. I that's I had to write a term paper my freshman year at Michigan State on abortion. I got to be honest with you. My head was spinning. You know, when you're a judge, and I, I know a lot of judges, I ask them what the favorite part of their job is, changing their mind. You have good lawyers get up there, probably not Mr. Mars or whatever, get up there, and they hear one thing, and at the end of the case, they've gotten their, they've been swayed by good lawyering. So I, 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 I myself am not going to put myself in someone else's shoes and legislate what they need to do. I was, you, the, know? you know, plain prognosticator two years ago. Uh, I was thinking that Jim Craig would be the Republican nominee. Uh, he, he obviously didn't do a very good job of, of planting the roots and so and the seeds of, 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 of building a campaign. He, he really screwed that up and made it so he couldn't even get on the ballot and so forth. But uh, I, I think he would have been a good candidate if he could have had the right people around him. What do you think actually happens on Tuesday, though? I, 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 think, I think I have no idea. I wish not, I could. I, I'm sure. And, sho- and, and I'm shocked if, by if, it. If, if and, Tudor Dixon wins. I'm going to be buying a lot of lunches and dinners. I'm going to be out a few dollars. I'm, sh- I'm shocked that we're here where we are. Yeah. But as much as I will critique Tudor Dixon for really just that one belief I have such an issue with, um, I give her and her team credit for what they've been able to do over these last couple months. I mean, I, I studied it's, it's very politics sim- in college. I have a political science degree. It's, and- it's very simple what happened here. Okay, she had no money to get on the air. She was hammered on abortion. Hammer, 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 hammer. Gasoline prices are going up. The economy's shitty. And I think just if you watch what happened over this, Roe versus Wade was a gift to the Democrats, okay? And then, and then, as the summer goes on, things get worse. The and timing worse and worse. of that was so strange. Sorry. Well, someone stole someone stole the leak. The opinion. Yeah, the leak. Well, yeah, whether yeah. it was a leak or not, the, yeah, the opinion yeah. came down. The yeah, opinion, yeah. It so, would just be so what a freak out day, two months later. It's what's your issue? And is it one issue? Is it two issues? Is it three issues? I tell you right now, I'm not going to vote for someone just because they're Republican. I'm not going to vote for someone because they're not. A, I'll, you know, I got to hear what they have to say. And you have other things on the ballot. You have proposal one, two, three. You have Supreme Court races. You have all kinds of these affect our lives every single day, and no one knows about them, and that's pathetic. Now you're a they vice say, chair of the GOP. I, you're I, going I was, straight. No, I am. I am, I, am, I, am, I, am, I am not the co-chair of the GOP. I was in 2016. This is 2022. But, but your chops, though. That's your background, though. I mean. Are you, you're I, not going to go straight ticket? Am I, am I going to vote straight ticket? Yeah. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm, I believe you. I'm, yeah, I'm honestly, yeah. that's, I feel yeah, like abs- you're absolutely, atypical. Absolutely not. Okay. You don't, you don't get my vote by having an arm for your name. Yeah. That, well, yeah. I, I respect that. I'm yeah. like, Scott, I mean, I've kind of gone both ways, honestly. Uh, I heard that about you. Yeah. yeah there you <laughs> I stepped right into that trap, dude. There's no way around that one. I, don't, I, I, I think, just, by the way, to each his own. Yeah. <laughs> Another just a small uh, digression here for one second. I, I don't think Gretchen Whitmer intends on staying in the state of Michigan. I mean, I think in 2024, she's going to be in Washington. If she can barely win Michigan. How the hell is she going to well, win? Well, not as president. I mean, you no, mean no, the no, I don't. I mean, in the ca- I mean, yeah. I think she cabinet. has a national aspiration. Yeah. yeah I'll I mean, make a prediction here. You're here to hear first. The next governor of the state of Michigan, Mike Duggan, after this election. I mean, possible. It's a mixed, uh, mixed reviews in Detroit. But, I got to um, go to the little boys' room. Well, the, the, mm-hmm. nas- the national perspective, and of all people, I never, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. You can go ahead. Go ahead. You are not the first. Uh, Believe me, I I think it's like every fourth time someone has a... You're right there. I'm at that age. No, no, you're good. You're good. Not not atypical. So, yeah, for for those who aren't on video, it's a quick bathroom break. But, yeah, yeah, hopefully the cat's not in there. So, Jeff has excused himself. Hopefully nothing too serious, uh, you know. But Colin Cowherd, of all people, came out today with a two-tweet sequence. And I was astonished that he came out this brazenly especially as he's living in california but ben if you can run that real quick he had a lot of pushback for this quote red wave is coming on tuesday don't mess with people's kids it lands differently and they will hold a grudge can't blame them that's my ted talk he predictably got pushback someone replied to him saying oh you're gonna get dragged for this or whatever his response to that was couldn't give two fucks Eileen mostly left, but data clearly proved kids 18 and under were safe, yet they were held out of schools. Test scores have plummeted. Suicides have risen. Chaos for parents. Just a sad reality of ignoring data. A price will be paid and hopefully a lesson learned. Jeff mentioned in so many words that the last few elections seem to have been a referendum on the person that we liked less. I think what Coward says there is true. Whether or not you think it's fair, that's another story. The perception, I think, objectively is Democrats and their blue states handled COVID worse than the red states did. There's people that will push back on that. But the data, particularly surrounding minors, kids being held back from school, to me is scientifically, objectively demonstrated that we were overkill there. Can you pop that door closed, Jeff? For the record show, I wash my hands. No, you're good. You're good. We still want to be, we'll be echoing to eternity if that door's not closed. So, but my, my point is, I think there are legitimate reasons to back sort of what Cowherd is saying is that I think on a national level, this perception of a red wave incoming. It's going to happen. Is going to happen. It's going to happen. You buy that, Scott. Yes. Why I, do you I, think, I, do you thing, agree with the reason why it's I coming? I think the Democratic Party is incredibly out of touch with mainstream america um how so just what we saw you know our 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 president addressed the nation yesterday and what he said wasn't wrong but he said it already he said it two months ago uh it's it's a it's a it's a message that Unfortunately, isn't resonating with the people that he wants it to resonate what with. What was the message for those that don't know? I mean, uh, I, I that, watched, you know, the, but... the, the the democracy is at stake. That the Republican both, both Party, sides, both sides say you got to move way closer. Right. We'll never both, hear you. Both, both sides say that. Yeah, well, it's democracy. Well, the, it's always the most important election ever. Democracy is going to die if you don't vote for my guy. I'm so, the, the the alarmist shit. I'm so done. Yes, with. I'm tired. But, of it. but it, you know what I'm tired of? I'm going to be honest with. You. I'm tired of hypocrisy. Yes, I'm tired of hypocrisy. And the fringe on both sides yeah. running our country because I know if I got in a room with, I have friends, we can make a deal in five minutes. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> you know, when Tip O'Neill would hang out with Ronald right. Reagan and go cut a deal, like, you know what? People, you're not going to get 100 you're, you're married, right? Yep. Okay, you're married. Do you get 100%? No, I'm, 50 would be a huge victory. Well, whatever. You're, work, yeah. you're working it out. You got yep. a nice house here. I think you want to keep it. But, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, uh, ideally. Yeah. 
She, she gets your studio, you won't be real happy. But, no, that'll be but boring. the other day, work, work, people need to work together and people need to be fair and people need to be respectful. It's probably pie in the sky, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to do it every day. Wake up and just like we're doing right now with Michigan fans, same damn thing. Hypocrisy's got to go. Hypocrisy's Joe, Joe Biden is the accidental president. You don't think Donald Trump was the accidental president? Oh, he was the accidental <laughs> president I just told too. You, it's people are voting for the quote unquote. They were, didn't want Hillary. They voted for. And Trump. I voted for Biden. Oh, but I, I, I am. I had a very difficult time casting the vote for Biden because I, I knew who Joe Biden was, and I was screaming for years before. If not years, but let's say for the two years or the year leading up to the election, I kept. If Joe Biden was meant to be president, he would have been president already. The guy first ran for president in 1988. When I was eleven years old, yeah, they ran out of bodies. It right. felt like um, they don't have a they don't have a bench. And no, I mean, and the he, best thing going for him is the vice president, right? <laughs> they're they're both a mess. It's yeah. it's it's scary. She, she it's is. scary to think what what they're gonna what they're gonna have to come up you, with in twenty. Nobody, Democrats. You can don't like you can Kamala you can you can, you can you can criticize Trump, okay? And God knows I have him well. He was spot on the border. He was spot on. Nothing happened with Russia. He bombed Syria. Nothing happened. He made peace. He's but just so to, He's just such a toxic he, human being. I didn't. That's not my point. So if I was Joe Biden, I would have come in. I would have kept his policy, and 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 what he did with the board. I would have kept a lot of his policies. That's what I would have done. And closing down the pipeline the first day, just to stick it up his ass, in my opinion, and and do the thing at the border was just. Tit for tat. The other day, so you tell me it's okay to go get gas overseas. Uh, last time I checked, Venezuela when gas makes pollution. How, Everything so, makes pollution. I can't wait. I can't wait uh-huh. until the books start to roll out uh-huh. in four years or yeah. three years about what's going what's going on behind the scenes here. Yeah. Because I, who's handling this guy? Yeah. I'm talking about Joe Biden. Yeah. yeah. The, the, his team around, as bad as he is, his team's 10 times worse. Let me give you a perfect example of something. The lady that he appointed Supreme Court, I'm assume she's qualified. So he wanted to get a black female. Do it. Don't tell me you're doing it. That insults every other person who ever went to law school and studied hard and worked hard. I think it insults you're not the actual person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know what? I'm, I'm Diversity, inclusiveness, okay. But the Supreme Court thing with Harvard and the Asians is going to be a very interesting decision, isn't it? We agreed the red wave's coming, so that's yeah, unanimous. Okay, yeah. The, where where well, was it? It may, may not may, it may not come in Michigan. We're going to find out. Well, it's just but, on yeah. a national scale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, in general, well, here's the- something very interesting. By the way, stat you guys don't know about. You do know he didn't pay. So when Trump lost, the Republicans kept every single seat in Congress, and in fact gained some. During Trump lost, but everybody else won it. Yeah. 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 Because I believe because of policies. Do you, I mean, do you think the miscalculation here on the Democrats' part is to me, I mean, that's a long answer. My opinion is they still blame Trump for everything. It's just he's the the boogeyman, which is just no boogeyman politics is bad. By the way, way, you notice, you notice, you notice he hasn't been here for Tudor. Do you think that's calculated? I don't know, but I mean, he was here. He was here. He's a, he, he rallied. He rallied no, once no, no, in Warren. Got, I by the way, it got, it's gotten very close. He's not here. Yeah, right. right. Mean, it's yeah, valid. Yeah. You know, I don't tell him to stay away. I, yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. I don't know. I didn't even think about that. I do well, know he was. Was it Warren that he popped through? I remember yeah. he was here at some point. It was like right after ago. she won. You know, right, won the nomination. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think they've made a number of miscalculations. At the same time, 
this seems like the natural ebb and flow. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's no the matter what the Democrats did, yeah. it's always going to kind of rock back and forth, right? I mean. But we have kind of unprecedented times in the sense that we have a president that's pushing 80 who. Uh, going to be a there are all, convalescent. There are the Democrats want him out, too. Yeah. I don't buy it. I, no, I agree. Yeah. But that's part of the problem. Well, if well, if we could read a poll, but he doesn't have. You're analyzing what's yeah, going yeah. on from from the Democratic Party. The issue is that you have like three factions of the Democratic Party right now, and so do the Republicans. Right, so, <laughs> but they have, like you say, like them or hate them, and I I hate them. But Donald Trump is a force of nature, uh, of a human being, of of a politician. He has complete control over that party. What would you do if he hired Mr. Myers to be his lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I didn't vote for Trump. See, I think, I think, Trump, see, I think I, I, but, it's inevitable. Trump's going to be indicted. Uh, well, I think uh, by early twenty three. Trump, Trump, Trump's had been caught by the tail six thousand times, and he's still pimping. I just I, and I, I think I, I, and I and I'll make a prediction. I think everyone's looking mm-hmm. at it as oh, it's going to be January sixth. It's going to be Mar-a-Lago. It's going to be all of it. I think they're coming with a Rico. Yeah. I think they're going to hit him with January 6th, he's, he's been, Mar-a-Lago, yeah. and uh, fundraising scams all in one racketeering. I heard a rumor states hiring to be the defensive coordinator. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> or, or Pompeo. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, he might be more unifying than the current one. Uh, all right, we'll move past that. Let's get into our speed round. And we can, you know, there'll be a little bit of politics here. So it'll be a brief continuation. Speed round, Ben, dial it up. We're going to hit some, hit some topics here. Speed round, like when you were a freshman in college and studying for finals, that kind of speed. Similar, similar. Yeah, hopefully a little bit faster tonight. So we'll, we'll start here, Ben. And again, there's going to be some politics, and I kind of, I kind of dove all over the place. But um, that's fine. The best president in your lifetime. You're both older than me. You have a different perspective. Uh, perspective. We'll start with you, uh, Scott. Best president in your lifetime, in your opinion. Uh, well, I'm a big Bill Clinton fan, but uh, I'm also a big Ronald Reagan fan, which I think kind of speaks to my duality. So who you rolling with though? You gotta pick one. Gotta pick one. I mean, I'll go with Clinton, but I, uh, I, I, I still, I, 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 it's so idyllic for me to think back to my childhood in the '80s, where it was just Ronald Reagan was our, and maybe this was the 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 uh, the thought process of an eight year old, but it was just Ronald Reagan's our president. He wasn't a Democrat. He wasn't a Republican. He was just the president. And then the the tribalism just seemed so benign. It's a and, lightning rod. You're going too long. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's good. He's good. What, what, what do you got, Jeff? Who's your uh, easy best Reagan? That's, Simple. Yeah, yeah. that's that. He won forty nine. He won forty nine out of fifty states. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was yeah. a tank for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. This is this his wife is, did. His wife did a very nice job. <laughs> yeah, right. She did. She did. This is self indulgent. This is for me, not for you guys. Uh-huh. I gotta know, I, especially Scott, because you're into this kind of shit. Who killed JFK, Scott? I mean, specifically, or who was the the head of the conspiracy? I mean, I think that. The, no, I mean, the, honestly, I'm now I'm even more. I think the, the mafia and the CIA conspired to, to murder. So not Oswald acting alone. No. Okay, I love you even more. I was going to be disappointed, Jeff. No idea. Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> well, acting alone though. Uh-huh. Pardon me. Oswald acting alone. You know, I don't. I I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. fascinated with that and Hoffa. I'm fascinated think, with both of them. Oh, he already knows what happened to Hoffa. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about that off, off the air. <laughs> but you know, it's it's. Oswald was a CIA asset. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm, that, that's a fact. Right. Yeah, there's like paper. There's yeah. the, we have the papers on that. That's scary stuff. But so you, look what you have me now with you know with F, F, with 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 you know. I'm going to say something going back to the political thing. You guys probably don't even remember when Trump won 
There's a million quotes of Hillary saying he stole the election. Oh, this is nothing Everyone's new. a hypocrite. Everyone's a freaking hypocrite. It's got to yeah. stop. And, and when the election's over, it's over, you know. But um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I was, I was six years old. We'll do the big JFK episode next yeah, time, yeah, Scott. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. I'm into it. Now I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize I had a fellow intelligent person on board with me. Yeah. There. So it's like, I, I can't stand. I can give you. A, a, there's so many academics that I know that just laugh at the notion that people that that there's this mainstream narrative that still exists that it's a one you know one man job. That's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. It's been disproven by the Josiah Thompson book. But okay, I digress. We touched on it a little bit. Biden Harris twenty twenty four. Not if they're going to win. Is that the ticket no, in 2024? I don't think it is. You don't think it is? I think we'll have a totally fresh ticket. They're 0 for 2. Yeah. They're going to be forced out because they're not stepping down voluntarily. No, I, don't. That's, I mean, that's Harris is going to want to step over Biden's dead body, you know, metaphorically. She, she, yeah. she, does, she doesn't have the polling. I mean, yeah. Well, no, nobody. The Democrats don't like her. What do you think, I, Jeff? I don't know who they got. I mean, you can't really who's, I mean, Beto's going to run for his third. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so you think it's going to be, they're going to prop him back up there? I don't know who they again. I don't know yeah, who they got. It's a I default. Mean, by, the yeah. way, saw, by the way, you saw those debates. You know, I say Bernie, this. Bernie's going to go back to being an independent. I don't know. I, I, I say, I say this mostly in jest, but there's a small sliver of me that actually believes this. I think there's one person that could save democracy. Can I guess? Yeah, Mel, Mel Tucker. Oh, I, mean, I have a couple <laughs> guesses. You're going to say either Oprah, no, or Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes. The Rock. Oh, I, I, yeah. All right. I think The Rock could unite our country. <laughs> That's been out there, you know? I mean, Kid Rock was also on the other side of the ticket oh, for, for a minute. Uh, yeah, you can go watch my interview on Vice News about Kid Rock. You oh, I didn't know you, yeah, about, yeah, you did yeah, that, yeah. dance already. Yeah, no, it was opening night at LCA. It was fun, yeah. Yeah, well, I was yeah. there at that show, too, yeah, yeah. but I, I'm going to get canceled because yeah. I admit that I like some Kid Rock music. But uh, Oh, I, I, I have no issue. I can. I, I love myself some I don't cancel old, any, I old don't school can, Kid I don't, Rock. I don't cancel anyone. Uh, I, I mean, I grew up. A big, big Kid Rock fan. I don't really love what he's turned into. I, well, yeah, and I, I question yeah. the 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 business aspect of it. But I think he's would reached you, would you, would he's you, reached you, a point where he has so much money he don't he doesn't the care. The song doesn't get worse because the guy voted a certain way. It's such would a you, dumb... would, you, would you listen to a Kanye song? Or would you go to his concert? I think as I get further away from it, I was I found myself the other day asking myself this question, and a Michael Jackson song came on the radio, and I was well, like, "There's a guy who never I, got canceled. I don't understand." And, and, I, and I said, "I said, I said." So I think yeah. if we get further away from it, I'll be okay listening to Kanye music. Recently, I've been driving, and before three weeks to, ago, listen to Valente. You if a Kanye song came on the radio or on my Sirius, I would turn it up. And uh, the last couple of times, it's it's come on my Pandora, my radio, I've turned it off. So, but I think wow. there will be a time eventually where i can listen to kanye music yeah i'm not affected by that stuff if the song's good the song's good song's good song is good yeah let's yeah. jump across the aisle i think it's a two-horse race on the other side trump or desantis i mean maybe you can throw in a DeSantis, third wild card who, i think who, desantis and or who who's gonna run well trump's not gonna run as the vp and desantis no, desantis, right, desantis isn't gonna leave his executive DeSantis position. is going to run i, know I think desantis is going to be the republican nominee in 24 that's my prediction as president, not as, VP. Not as yeah, president. Because he's no, not going to leave this. None, none of those guys are taking a second fiddle to anybody. No, no exactly. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the point. Yeah. So you think it's DeSantis. Who, yeah. do, you, who do you got, I, Jeff? I, for a long time, thought that Trump, Trump would back out because he'll do the math and figure out he can't win. And I think anybody beats Biden except for Trump. Yeah, I think DeSantis would destroy Biden. Yeah. I mean, and, that, and, you'd be looking at and top his five. Ego, and by, will his ego let him drop out? 
got to be done the right way. It's like it's like Putin. You got to give the guy. How do you get rid of Putin? I don't have the answer. None of us does. But you got to make him think like he won something. If he wants to be the kingmaker, whatever it is. But there's no. Did you read Paul Ryan's article last week? I did not. He said Trump can't win. I read. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think there's enough people in the Republican Party who aren't going to vote for him under any circumstances. So that that breaks up the party. And if oh my God, you gave it. Well, they're, they're they're that's what they think. Just like people were pissed off at Hillary and gave it to Trump. There's. Yeah. Yeah, he had the whole Lincoln project last time. He did, by the way. Oh, those, those bunch of charlatans. Yeah. They told Trump he couldn't win in 2015, though, and oh. he's going to know that. 2016, you know? by the way, not 15. No, in 2015. Oh, they told him in 2015. Yeah, the election well, I'm going to tell you a story, okay? In 2015, oh. did you know that Michigan was his first stop in the entire campaign trail? I did not know that. Birch Run, Michigan. I met him backstage. I was told to introduce him because the people that you got, a bunch of names here, the people with the big money, who do you think they wanted to win? Uh, either from, Jeb or Marco Rubio. You're very good. It was Jeb because they already yeah. had access through the other the other bushes, right? It's right. the old guard, right? Yeah. The old guard. So I, he took him out. I think he was the first one he took out. And I was backstage with him, and he asked me a very important question, Donald Trump: "Where's the closest McDonald's?" That's a hundred percent true story. And of course, I said, "I don't know. I don't live near Bertrand, but it's a hundred percent true story." And I and by the way, election day, election day. I'll unequivocally tell you, I thought we're going to get our asses kicked, and he won. I was shocked. Macomb County yeah. possibly gave him the presidency. Not possibly. They did. Right. Yeah. yeah. They did. So at the end of the day, you, you, you never know. That's just like a, just we said about compared to sports. Hillary was so arrogant. She was so arrogant. The way they ran that, the way they ran that campaign. She came to. It's a swing state. She came here one time. Oh my! They had a great. It was a a neutral graphic, but they had a graphic on like the campaign trail. It was like a calendar, and it had like days that Trump was somewhere and days that Hillary was somewhere. It was like a three to one ratio, like a three and a half to one ratio. Like she was just off. If Hillary just would have done a Howard Stern interview, I think that could have hammered her for that. You know, she she did it after she lost. It was true though. Yeah, I he could have reached a lot of people. Yeah, and become you know he could have humanized her to a lot well, of. people. I saw Chris Rock in concert a few weeks ago. He's got a whole bit on it. It's very, very, very funny. Yeah, he, anyone he, hit him? When he's no, up there? no. But he did. <laughs> by the way, so people ask me, did it hurt that he hit me? He goes that motherfucker played Muhammad Ali. Yeah, it yeah. hurt. It looked like a hell of a blow. I mean, that yeah, did yeah, not. Yeah, that yeah. did not look like a like a just kind of backhanded slap i mean that will will really cranked him there so i get to ask the question chris rock or dave Chappelle? you know what as a 45 year old man i say dave Chappelle. um i was such a huge chris rock fan growing up so i probably would have said chris rock up until maybe five years ago what, what do you say i like Chappelle, but i like them both yeah i mean chris rock's a little bit kind of like Bouncing off the walls, yeah. high energy. Hey, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Chappelle's a little more like not that Chris Rock's not real. He'll 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 shoot you straight too. But Chappelle just seems a little more grounded to me, which is more my style. But I mean, they're both awesome. Yeah. They're two of the top five or six. You know, what are you gonna get like Lenny Bruce in the fifties? Like, you know, what are you gonna do? I think You're I think two Titans. Chris Rock breaking out like he did in the late nineties paved the the groundwork for Dave Chappelle to break out. Yeah, because that's fair. Chappelle and Rock were both around for decade, decade plus before they became household names. Yeah, you had Half Baked in '98, yeah. and that was like five or six years before Chappelle's show. Yeah, 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 no doubt. All right, let's. I, I'm going to go to the experts here. Well, this will be the last one. I'm going to stay out of it. Best Jewish, Best Jewish deli in Michigan. 
We got well, two of the tribesmen here. Well, <laughs> what are what? Where does where does Zingerman's? Is that considered? Like, is that considered? It's a Jewish, a Jewish deli. deli? The last time I checked, it's in Michigan. Yeah. I mean, st- me stage is the stage is my go-to. You're a stage guy. I mean, because I I just grew up going to the stage and yeah, it's shout just out to the Goldberg sta- family. Staple. Stage. Stage. So you're a stage guy. Stage. But yeah. but when I'm in Ann Arbor, I always got to stop at Zingerman's. I right. just don't know if I. It's not a. It's not overrated. A Jewish, it's, not a, it's not a Jewish deli the way that. By the way, do you think it's overrated or not? I think it's overpriced. Okay. So in that sense, it's overrated. Yeah. But okay. I mean, for <laughs> it's a good for a twenty dollars sandwich that should be ten dollars. It's good. Oh come on, <laughs> Ben. If they say anything more bad about Zingerman's, cut their mics, please. Oh. I'm a huge Zingerman's. Guy, no, I love I love Zingerman's. Yeah. That's what I, I'm guess, I heard I just, their mail order business through the roof. <laughs> it's just not. It's, I, they do have a good mail. I wouldn't say it's a actually. Jewish deli, so that's why I would. I mean. I mean, yes, it is. Zingerman's. It is, but uh, it's <laughs> it's it's not it's not uh, the same way that like not a bunch of Mormons running that. The, the way that Steve's is or the stages or I know what you're saying. There's yeah. a distinction there. Yeah, yeah, stage is awesome. It took me ten years to get past. Like it's, I was like seven years old. They had that coleslaw like E. coli outbreak. I don't know if you even remember oh, yeah, that, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that was like a huge thing. So I, it took me ten years to like get past. And that. I remember, I'm so old. I remember going. You're old. Jeez. I I remember <laughs> before. The stage that we go to now, Nine Mile Road, the one in Oak Park. When I until I was like six or seven, yeah. going as a little kid, I remember yeah. going to that stage, and my that was the stage of my you'll, dad. You'll always up. be a little kid to yes. me. <laughs> you see a lot of media dignitaries there. That's where I have lunch with John Nile and yes. Wojo, and that's like all those and, like ninety-seven one guys and from, are there a lot. And, and from my other uh, world of, of crime, yeah, of yep. crime reporting, the uh, reputed mob uh, mafia boss of Detroit is a uh, a frequent. Um, customer at uh the stage yeah you would know you get these he's, he's there he's every calls. he's there every morning uh thursday saying names tuesday wednesday three. yeah jack jackalonia you know oh yeah we talked about yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i ain't got no problem talking about yeah it. oh yeah yeah we talked that was a great topic last time all right guys i think we're good i mean that was uh almost an hour and a half i don't which, want to take up too which much one's my time. bedroom here <laughs> i actually i can pull that couch out okay. for yeah, you. i just want to throw this out and give jeff a shout out for this because yep. it's something that i literally have just learned kind of more recently, even though I've known Jeff for 30 years. Um, Jeff owned a nightclub in Detroit in the 1980s. 84, two nightclubs. But but Cheeks, if you you look it up on the internet, um, this was the, really the place that birthed uh, EDM you know, what's EDM? Electric dance music. You okay. don't even know about your own place. You don't even know about your own place. You invented I, it. And I thought I had a bad itch or something. I know what EDM was. Uh, and it's just, it's considered like in the world of music, Cheeks is considered a pretty iconic like Detroit club. Was it, it, was, it was Studio 54. Right. And it was a lot yeah. of celebrities, a lot of athletes, but specifically the, everyone looks at, Obviously, Motown and Eminem and that, the White Stripes and whatever. And I'm not a fan of electric dance music at all, but I know it's, there's a huge following of it. Yeah. There's even there's a festival that they have at, at, at Hart Plaza every year and people you know around the globe. And Detroit was the birthplace of it, and it started at the, the nightclub that Jeff owned. Well, speaking I, of the White Stripes, I mean... That was the height of the cocaine era. Yeah. owning a club and I was gonna that, say you must have well, talking to a guy. You have no. I'm at the cameras on me. Never smoked a joint. Never done. Well, I'm a not drug. saying you, I, but no, no, and I don't drink. But I saw a lot of it. Yeah, to the point where I said I'm not doing it. 
So, well, no, I'm not. Were you having were you, you, but I'm saying, were you, you booking acts shit. there, though? Were there no, we booked. I'll tell you who we booked. Weird Al Yankovic. Okay. Yeah. Lost, we booked Tiny Tim. Lost money. Can't remember who else we had. We had some girls from New York. They were hot. Any non Jewish By the way, but, but, <laughs> by the way, don't want to brag. Took Tiny Tim and the, that girl band. I forgot their name. We took them to the stage. Tiny for Tim's lunch. a little like banjo or whatever. Yeah, guy, right. Yeah, yeah. he the was. Go -Go's? Uh, the no, Go -Go's? they weren't the Go Go's or something like that. But we tried to. Do, we, we weren't big enough to do concert. It wasn't big enough to do concert. But but that's how he hooked fun. up with a lot. It just you teased it before. We'll just end with this. When I met Jeff, he was someone that was spending a lot of time hanging out with those bad boys Pistons. And that group of, of professional athletes, to me, uh, it means it, it meant so much to me. I'm a sports fanatic now, and I became a sports fanatic because of those bad boy Piston teams. Uh, they're my all-time favorite sports era, uh, and, and Jeff was really in the epicenter of it. And as a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid, knowing, knowing at that time, knowing that he getting to turn on the television as the Pistons are winning the championship and seeing Jeff in the locker room with them. A highlight uh, of my life. So I'm going to say this to you. It's pretty cool. What I learned from those guys, like, you, you know, sports is life, right? Somebody gets cancer, they get a bad break. They get whatever is bad called by the referee, you got to deal with it. What I learned from those guys is every one of those guys, and I'll use the, I'll swear, fucking hated to lose a game they fucking hated to lose and that's why they won and it drove <laughs> it it still drives me crazy to this i'm day. not sure professional athletes today care about winning or not they may go well, they're hugging the, each other and i say on. this yeah, with yeah. all due respect yeah. to chauncey billups and ben wallace but but all due respect but when people try to compare those two eras that is offensive Ooh. I wasn't around for both of them. The I, bad but. boys, if you if you took the going to work Pistons and the bad boys Pistons in <laughs> their primes, and you put them in a seven game series, the bad boys sweep them. The, the going to work Pistons don't win a game. So this this belief that some people have, and it's a recency bias, that 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 that, that they are somehow on equal footing, and and let me also who's a, who's a better coach between Larry Brown and Chuck? Chuck, okay. Uh, Larry's a hell of a coach. Larry's man. a hell of a coach. Yeah, but yeah, and, and the, the and I think the biggest difference, and we can end on this, and what prevented the going to work era Pistons from becoming a potential dynasty, and what made the the Bad Boys Pistons so iconic, was the mental aspect. Yeah, because they would never would have made that Rasheed Wallace play. The the the, the play. going to work Pistons to me, were a bunch of mental midgets that wanted to puff their chest out and constantly, they were just always overcompensating and they, they thought they were playing these mental games and winning when in reality they were losing. They, were, they took on the image of, Rash, of Rasheed Wallace. If it ain't rough, it ain't right. They took on, but they also took on this image of Rasheed Wallace where they just wouldn't shut their mouths. And they kept on yapping and yapping at referees. And, 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 it, and, and it was, you're not the 96 Bulls. When you become the 96 Bulls, you'll be treated like the 96 Bulls. So, oh, no, and, and, the, and the Bad Boys Pistons were just winning. We're, we're playing mind games with people and winning. Yeah, but you're, they, I mean, they are a hair away from having the same amount of titles, though. Yeah. You're, you're being no, no, because the Bad Boys were a hair away from 3 P. That's true. Okay, that's fair. But, I mean, the bottom line is the Pistons won a champion. The Bad yeah. Boy Pistons won two. The look one at the work Pistons won a championship. Look at the eras. And they were tied going into the fourth look quarter at the of the era. You can't compare. Look at the eras. I'm not, I'm not disputing the early the, 2000s. I wasn't around. Was the, wor the early 2000s was like one of the worst eras for the NBA. The NBA was so bad. 
Okay. The, I think the Bad Boys Pistons are definitely a more decorated. I would, Scott, I would argue with you that Tim Duncan could be maybe the most underrated player in the history of the NBA. Oh, okay. Best I'm power not, saying, forward I'm not saying there aren't people in the 2000s that were great NBA players. I'm just saying that era after Jordan, before the LeBron era group got into, you know, became the icons that they became. I just thought there was a, a, a pretty down era for her when when it was like uh, the jerseys the nets were going to the uh finals uh, getting swept lebron was taking cleveland teams to the finals i couldn't compete with Ken- wait, if Kenyon martin's your second best player yeah. and you're in the finals that's a bad era i agree yeah there's no doubt i remember that game that lebron had against us at home it was it was, it was one of the greatest yeah, 20 yeah, straight yeah, points yeah, in oh, game five like, i put everybody on him he was like he hasn't shot that good since <laughs> no but and, 20 and points i just in a row. And, and i still bristle that and, and we're talking about that 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 hair or that fine line that made it so the going to work pistons didn't repeat. They very easily could have repeated, and the bad boys pistons never three peated. And if the bad boys pistons three peat, I think the perception around that team, the perception around Isaiah Thomas specifically, is there's a I think it's. A 180. I agree. And don't, and don't forget when he threw the ball away. That could argue right. four. 87. Yeah. That was 87. Yeah. yeah. That could have been a four away, beat. Right, right, Lambeer, right, right. Lambeer's phantom foul. But are you as hungry for the subsequent actual title? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's that. Who knows? You're but as, much, as much as I have my personal issues with Isaiah now, uh, I will go to the grave defending him as a player. He is the greatest player under the uh under six three that's ever played basketball so, so let's let's go around the table this goes in every sports show in the history of and he doesn't get enough respect what's the mount rushmore national. detroit sports so t- tigers who is it uh well oh, yeah, one from he said yeah that's, that's that is that's the most common that, that's a 97 one like in 06 topic a, but, yeah. one from each sport what's from each team yeah, yeah one from each sport yeah hurry ty cobb gordy howe uh bobby lane and um which one am I missing? Oh, Pistons. I, Isaiah. Just yeah. Isaiah. Yeah. Gordy Howe. Miguel Cabrera. Nobody. But oh, come three, on. The three people have done what he's done. Home yeah, but he didn't. Area. He's not. And batting average. It's Ty Cobb's above Cabrera. And, no, Ty Cobb played in a different era. But You can't but, go Kaline or Greenberg? No, Kaline. No. Green, yeah. Greenberg's the best hitter that's ever played for the yeah. Tigers. Yeah. Don't, don't. You don't think. The, the Hebrew the, hammer, man. I don't know. And then. What am I, what am I, he said. Isaiah, he said Bobby Isaiah, Isaiah, Lane for Isaiah, the Isaiah hands down. I mean, you could yeah. put Barry there. It's just he's. Oh no, Barry for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. the reason I would, I, I, I would probably put Barry there. I just, I have putting someone on Mount Rushmore that never won anything, and he was not the problem. I'm not implying that. It's just hard for me. It's like you're associated with this greatness. You're on the mount, and the guy won one playoff game, and, and you never really I mean, got. Like, and, it's, and I love Barry Sanders, but yeah, you never yeah. really got the feeling that it ate at him. No, no, I don't think it did. Right. But he anyway, ran, he ran out of bounds with Isaiah. With Isaiah, <laughs> yeah. he was gonna die yeah. if uh, before. Do you remember if, if he was gonna win a championship? He almost wanted to be traded. He was so yeah. No, there was a time winning. in yeah. eighty. There was a time in eighty five. Yeah. where they were on the verge of trading Isaiah Thomas to Houston for Ralph Sampson. Yeah, I never heard that one. Yeah, well, I want to finish. It was eighty six. I want to finish here with Jeff. Jeff, do you have a? a Dennis Rodman at Cheeks story? Did he ever like roll no, in? No, he was Cheeks was pre Dennis Rodman. But oh, okay. I, would tell, I would tell you about. The, I met Dennis Rodman. The training camp was in Windsor. Met him when he first got. He's afraid of his shadow. Literally, he was the most quiet guy you ever met in your life. 
and he told me his goal in life was to own a Jeep. I'm not making this up. Simple as that. Very He's a happy-go-lucky kid. You know, with I, used I used to see him at the stage. I used to see him at the stage in Chuck 1970. Daly, yeah. Chuck Daly told him, I talked to Chuck, that if you rebound and play defense, you always have a job in this league. And he was a smart enough guy to believe it. And he had a hell of a career. Then everything went to, went to you know, he went cuckoo. He never drank. He never drank alcohol ever when he first got. He drank virgin daiquiris. And he used to go to this bar in 14 Mile in Orchard Lake called Mr. Sports. And he, could, and he used to hang out with Spencer Steele playing pinball in 12 and Telegraph at the Tell 12. All true. Best used, rebounder I've ever seen. Uh, huh? Best rebounder and, I've ever and seen. And I'll tell you what he did one day, how crazy he was. I was with my friend. He was by Bojax, and he got it. He goes, open up your window. He rolled the ball, threw us a check. It was a $2 million check. He <laughs> <laughs> was crazy. You know what the best part? And I think, I think it was a, uh, a symptom of the era, and it's just the difference between professional athletes in the 2020s and the 1980s are just worlds apart because of the wealth factor now yep. and the social media factor. And, but I, don't, I can't remember being out and about in the last 25 years and running into a ton of local professional athletes. I can. Well, here's a start for you, Scott. Nobody lives here anymore. Okay. But I, my point is, I can remember as a kid seeing those bad boys around town all the time, and it wasn't just because I knew Jeff Sakwa. I mean, I would see Bill Ambeer out. I would see Rodman out. I would see Dantley out. I would see Isaiah out. You would see Dumars out. They were just around town. And smartphone era. You think that's part of it? Everyone has a camera. People are bugging them. No, I think the. I think I, number one, you have an arena downtown. I think all these guys now have. Per, I think all these guys now have personal chefs, so they're not going to restaurants. Yeah, and if they're going to restaurants, they're sitting in back rooms and VIP rooms. Yeah. Um. I don't. So even, I, guess, I don't even know where anybody hangs out anymore. I just so. thought. I just when I think about that bad boy team, and it's not just the stuff that you saw that anybody can see if you YouTube it. You, what they did on the on the floor was was so exceptional, and they they really changed the face of the game and they, they, well, they, they bridged they a gap the, between the, they changed the rules because of that right and yeah. they bridged the gap between the the magic and larry era and the michael era um but the the connection that they had with the community and i think the 84 tigers had that to a degree too i, I was a little too young to to um absorb that though but it, and i just don't think it, it it was a part of an era and i just something i think back finally on and we were talking about the stage and he was talking about Rodman. I just remember he, he ate the stage all the time. It was just seeing those those bad boys around town. Seeing Ad I can remember seeing Adrian Dantley and Dennis Rodman eating corned beef sandwiches at the stage after a Pistons game. It's a different era. See, now yeah. you are the biggest celebrity people are seeing yeah, around town. So right. they say, I saw Scott Bernstein at the stage deli last Thursday. All right, I don't guys. want to brag. I had lunch with her, and he picked up the tab. <laughs> well, yeah, Scott's loaded. We all yeah, know that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Talk to my, yeah, talk yeah. to my significant other. Uh, well, I, mean, I don't know where you're time. hiding that money, yeah. but uh, all right, we appreciate you guys, man. This was fun. Yeah, it was a, a good time. dynamic, and I really, uh, I'm fascinated by what happens on Tuesday. You guys refused to give me an answer, and if I were in that shoe, no, I refused uh, to give you an answer. I think, I think you said you had win. no idea. No, I said I think Whitmer's going to win. Oh, you, did, you did, first said no idea. I, I, I didn't hear that part, but oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, this is on tape, sir. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I uh, so you, you're a Whitmer. I, I, I'm Whitmer. Just I didn't, say, I didn't the, say I voted for her. I said I think she'll win. No, I, right? She'll. I'm prognosticating what the polls say. You know, but but it's and the I was polls wrong. That was wrong. I agree. Typical. I was wrong on. I've been wrong. People call me all the time. You don't want me to give you what I think because I'm wrong. 
You know, so the incumbent breaks the tie for me. I yeah. but I don't feel confident in that. Though. I'm just I'm like yeah. I'm telling you, I'm shocked that we're sitting here stunned five days before the election and we're we're questioning whether or not Whitmer's gonna get in or not. That they're let that me ask you guys a bigger question. Tudor dancing wonder about coming did, out of did you, nowhere. Did you did you already vote? No. Did you already vote? No. I'm gonna vote okay. on uh, election day. Your mind's made up, obviously. Yeah. You just said it and your mind's made up, right? No. Huh? But I, I yeah, it's really not. Huh? Yeah, and that's between, rare. You guys' minds between the bad boys in 2004. Well, I may, abstain, <laughs> I may abstain at the top of the ticket because I have personal issues with Gretchen Whitmer based on our nursing home experience. Oh, right. Uh, I mean, that's a, that hit home. We were ignored. We were you, you were ignored after many letters were written telling them what the safest thing to do. We we I mean not, not to pat ourselves on the back, but we knew what was best within reason for us for our industry yeah. and we could not get an ear i mean they, they there were ears but it was in that ear and out the other nothing that we requested was granted obviously everyone knows the well-documented issues in new york were the same here where we're forcing these nursing homes to take these six people and then it just rips through the whole building and you know the other By big, the way, talk about common sense come on well, the, the mistake that Michigan made that no one talks about, unless you're in, the, in, you're in the industry, you wouldn't know, is they were sicking, and I heard it was the same thing in New York, sicking the state on the nursing home. So instead of supplementing our care and how can we assist you and we're going to get you PPE, they were sending surveyors for additional infection control surveys to cite these nursing homes. Thank God our staff is fantastic. We uh, Knock on wood, it never happens. We didn't get jammed up on a single citation. We are in a tiny, tiny minority, but it was still an imposition to have. We're in the height of this pandemic. Our population, unlike the elementary schools, are deeply impacted. And instead of any assistance, it's six people coming through with clipboards saying, hey, this person didn't wash their hands for the full 25 seconds. That was 22 seconds. They're sitting there with a stopwatch. Like, fuck off. We need your guys' help right now. We're on the front lines. Yeah. And that was, they were, it was not supportive. It was adversarial. And that is something that most people in our industry will never forgive. Well, that's my biggest complaint with government in general. It should not be adversarial. You should be working together collaboratively. I believe the government, oh, Ronald, we're here to help you, doesn't exist. Especially during a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we needed help. It's, it's the, they made it harder well, to work If this makes you there. feel any better, I know your place of business. It's, they don't do a good job. They do a great job. I appreciate it. Well, it's a fact. That's all there is to it. Yeah, we were lucky. I mean, lucky and we earned it too, but we did not have some of the citations. But we read the surveys that other places did, and I felt bad for them. Some of them were very, literally time on a stopwatch, how long they washed their hands. They didn't scrub for the full 25 seconds. Well, that may You're be the best thing somebody? that came out of COVID. People wash their hands now. Well, I'm with you on that. But I mean, mm -hmm. the point is the attitude was Whitmer had her people coming in there with clipboards and angry faces. And that was the complete opposite. It killed people as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I don't like Tudor Dixon, frankly. I, the, the abortion thing, I, the, the rape by your uncle, it's a boy. I, I just, I'm with you. I, like how, how do I get past that? So I may not vote top of ticket. I'll be voting. I, I, I never abstain from voting. I may not vote top of ticket. I wrote in Jesse Ventura in 2016. That's, you know what? And he would have been a great choice. <laughs> I like Jesse yeah. better than Hillary or Trump anyway, yeah, but yeah. I digress. So thanks to Ben Augusta, the great and powerful Oz on the other side of the curtain, Eric Williamson and his boxers on his couch at home doing our graphics set design. Whoa, Pre appreciate you guys. Yeah. Scott, I'd love to have you back to talk JFK. And post-election, Jeff, man, you're welcome anytime, but I'd love to dig your uh, into your brain a little bit for more politics, uh -huh. frankly. 
All right. Are you you down for one more appearance in the next yeah, two years? Yeah. We'll have to look at the candy on the way out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, a, we got enough. I am a I am a candy junkie. We should yeah. co- I should come back do a JFK and then do a real story behind Casino and Goodfellas. All like I'm, oh, I'm in. Yeah, say no more. And then you can tell me why we're digging up some guy's driveway in Warren for oh, the 37th time. Oh, they have it solved, but I still, I, I still it, don't understand that. Just quick tease. El- yeah. By the way, is Elvis dead or not? Yes. Okay. I'm with you on that. I don't know how much you've been paying attention to what's going on in Las Vegas in the last couple months, but their water level is dropping yeah. precipitously, yeah. and there are dozens of bodies that are tied what? to Mr. Tony Spilatro, who was the Joe Pesci character in, yep. the, in the movie Casino, uh, that are now surfacing. That arguably could be the greatest character of all time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he didn't, the real guy didn't swear, though. I remember from the show. That's what you told uh, me. That's what I told Well, yeah. the, guys, yeah. the, the guys that I interviewed that were his subordinates said the only difference between the real Tony Spilatro and the Joe Pesci character was that the Joe Pesci character swore a lot more. <laughs> but I tell you I, one thing about your show, it's it's like ADD. It's all over the place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't, so there's actual literal bodies turning yeah, up? Yeah, so the do- dozens oh since May. And, uh, Can you come at, back next week? At least yes. half a dozen, or at least six of them have already been connected to old casino-era mob murders from the 70s. That's 80s. fascinating. So Hoffa was incinerated, though, so if, 70, if the yeah, water so There are people asking lower, about that. Yeah, no, yeah, 75. Yeah, yeah. All right. I appreciate you guys. We'll see you both soon. Uh, Spiro Avenue Show, Justin Spiro. I think we'll see you guys in a few days. We're working on that. I'm trying to get a Michigan athlete in here. They, for some reason. Do you want me to see if I can get you John Wangler? Well, I, 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 we, I, I mean, like a current Wangler player on the team. Wangler was going to come in today, but yeah. he couldn't. His kids are in. Oh, so I was second choice. Um, yeah, yeah, no, great. No, no. You were going to keep them coming. Well, it was going to be a completely uh, different it's, it's focus. So I was thinking to ask him for their, you know, his Tuesday prediction. Uh-huh. But I will say it was an honor to have both of you, Scott. You know, you're welcome anytime. You're top five most popular guests Thank we you. had our first rodeo Honored. people love that episode uh-huh. and jeff welcome anytime and it was, top, it was bottom five i'm good but well, <laughs> that remains to be seen i don't know what the feedback is yet but i never know i have fun with everybody so yeah the, the yeah. audience dictates that but i mean come on i mean we'll just both rub off against scott and then we'll be good we'll be aces ben appreciate you eric appreciate you spear avenue show justin spear we'll see you next time thanks guys